0: <laughs> Absolutely, man. And without further ado, let's get started, man. Yeah, this NFL, F- F- not NFL, sorry. A little <laughs> <bit on laughs> I know, <laughs> I know.
1: It's listen, I, I get it. It's August already. Yeah. You know what is it? August 3rd. August yes.
0: 3rd. So. It's getting close, I know. Yeah, football is actually starting this week. Yes. We're actually getting a preseason game. Really? Yeah. It, well, it is August. Yeah, so i not ha- It's the, ho- the, the Hall of Fame, fame game. game. Yes. Who we got in the Hall of Fame game this year? Uh, I got to look that up. Just give me about 30 seconds. You're good. You're good. Yeah. But, but yeah, but the M- NBA free agency has been, you know, lock and loaded. The legal tampering period began last night. Uh, yesterday at 6 p.m. Yep. Deals aren't finalized until... W- what is the exact date when deals are official?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. But it, it's exciting. It makes Twitter fun. You you got Shams and Woj going at it. Everyone has their sources around this time that are just calling out people left and right. Yeah. And so who do, you know. who do you prefer? Uh, I mean, I, I prefer my homie Jason Dumas. That's who I prefer. He He's going to get there in due time. Yeah. But um, out of those two, I mean... I mean, he came up with, I mean, he didn't come up with it, but Twitter came up with it, a Woj bomb, like, that's, yeah. that's what it is, I mean, oh, it's a Woj bomb at the end of the day.
0: Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, but Sham's been getting the upper hand, you know, during, like, these past, uh, few days, man. Sh- Shams is in the building a little bit more, Woj, he's
1: busy, he's got podcasts and stuff now, he's yeah. big-time anchor on ESPN, so he, he's traveling a little bit more, it looks like Shams stays connected to the phones.
0: Yeah. And let's talk. About, let's talk about one of the bigger nominals that happened now before free agency. The biggest nominal that happened during the NBA draft was the Lakers were actually considering getting Buddy Hill. You know the package was starting around Kyle Kuzma. However, they halted on that and they decided to go after Russell Westbrook. Yeah. The deal contained Contevius Caldwell Pope, Montrezl Hill Kyle Kuzma, and their number two, twon- and their number twenty-second pick. Of the night of the draft to get the former MVP, multiple time All Star, NBA All Pro. You name it, Russell Westbrook has done it. So now there's their big three. It's now LeBron, it's AD, and it's now Russell Westbrook. Then you got Carmelo Anthony signing with them. Mm -hmm. Their bench is being solidified. You got them bringing back Dwight Howard. Mm -hmm. They signed Dwayne Ellington, really good three point shooter, coming off the bench as well. They got Malik Monk, who is now getting a fresh start. Apparently, after. Devontae Graham pretty much played him out in in on the Hornets. Yep. So the Lakers, they're they're back. They're fully loaded. And honestly, after getting him, after getting out of six. R- in six games in the first round. They're looking like now the team to beat in, in the Western Conference again.
1: Yeah, no, nah, I, I highly agree. Number one, just getting a healthy LeBron James and Anthony Davis, that's major. That's something that the Lakers lack throughout that playoff run. I mean, people tend to forget that the Lakers were up 2-1 against the Phoenix Suns. So just imagine if the Lakers were healthy, there's a chance that we don't even see Phoenix in the NBA Finals, but that's all in the past. It looks like the Lakers are locked and loaded. They got King James more than enough surrounded around him to ensure that the Lakers grab another NBA championship. But one thing that's very exciting to me is you know how big of a Carmelo Anthony fan I am. So I feel like this is one of the only things that will truly stamp him because I'm tired. We we talked about this earlier in the year. We've seen Stephen A put up a list of your favorite players who's never, like all-time great players who's never won a championship, and I thought it was insulting the fact that Carmelo Anthony was on that list because he's still an active player. So it's just like, come on, why would you put an active player on that list? And now he has a chance to actually win an NBA championship. Will it be a defining NBA championship run the way that Giannis just did or LeBron James in the past? Nah, it might be more like a a Gary Payton on the Miami Heat role, Antoine Walker on the Miami Heat role. All right, cool, Ray Allen in in the LeBron James Miami Heat era days. But, hey, at the end of the day, a ring is a ring. So I'll take it. So shout us out to my boy Melo going over to L.A. Yeah, so
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, it's good to see. So at this point, if everybody's healthy, I mean, the only thing that could really stop the Lakers at this point is probably another Anthony Davis injury. That's But, right. even, but even still, then it's like if something happens to Anthony Davis, you got Russell Westbrook picking up the slack, but it's intensity. You got the scoring, Sabiana, Carmelo, Anthony. Probably, who's – if they probably had Carmelo Anthony, he's probably easily their best bench score if they had him you know, this previous season. Mm-hmm. Uh, Malik Monk, uh, definitely a still, c- I don't know why, but Taylor Horton Tucker, they still found a way to keep a guy like that. Who That's good. I yeah, know the
1: Sixers p- were looking at him. They signed his restricted deal. I don't know if the Lakers have matched that yet, but oh. the Sixers did sign um, THT's um, unrestricted deal. I believe th- the Lakers have an opportunity to match. If they don't match it, then he will be a 76er. Oh nice. Yeah. So that's that's not I mean, that's not terrible. I mean it's a guy I love G League guys. You know, those those type of players are hungry. Those guys those type of guys are starving. So I, I'm I'm cool if we happen to get him. I mean it's of course it's not the big fish that a lot of people want here in Philadelphia, but it's definitely a start. But going back to the Lakers, they are they are locked and loaded and I highly agree with you when you say the only thing that can stop the Lakers at this point would truly be their own health. I, I'm not quite sure what else anyone is doing in the Western Conference that can el- I, like even remotely stand up to them? Like it looks like the Clippers aren't gonna be that same team. Yeah. The Suns who I don't I don't know, were they a fluke or a flash in the pan? Or th- did they play their hands right? Like who 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 really knows what happens with Phoenix? But only time will tell. Houston's never even going to be <laughs> thought of again. Or are the Nuggets even serious? Are, are are the Jazz serious? Are the Warriors finally primed and ready to make that resurgence that we've been all waiting
0: for? Yeah. Oh, and uh, just breaking news: uh, another Walsh bomb. Restricted free agent Taylor Horton Tucker has agreed to a three-year, thirty-two million dollar deal to stay with the Lakers.
1: Oh, so they matched it. Lakers matched. Where are th- well? I'm like, where are the Lakers getting this I'm money? I'm about to say
0: they have his bird rights, technically. So. Right,
1: so I get him. I get him. But being able to sign Melo, Dwight Howard, Malik Monk, like, where are they, Trevor uh,
0: Reza, where are they getting mon- this money? I'm just saying, that probably has to be some money off the table.
1: Definitely, there's definitely money off the books. Like, they're probably all, they probably all got the veterans minimum, maybe except for Malik Monk. They probably actually paid him. Everybody else got the veterans minimum, and, you know, Jeannie Buss probably slid him a little some-sum some under the table. You know, I mean, getting all their expenses and stuff taken care of. I, I would not be shocked if that's happening right now. Yeah. Got LeBron having all these guys over at Taco Tuesday, making sure these guys are well fed. Yeah. So no shocker. Yeah,
0: and after the Banana boat Cruise there.
1: Pretty much. Now all they all they need is um, you know, Chris Paul and D. Wade. You know, do you know D. Wade's gonna be courtside anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's still in great shape. He hey, but he called he called the quits at, at his own time.
0: Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, there's in shape and then there's basketball shape.
1: Yeah, he's he's in shape. Who knows? Yeah. We've seen those videos of him cooking his son and on the court, but I mean, it I any mean, NBA I'm player can to do like, any
0: want. Fa- any father should be able to cook their son, especially their ex-NBA player. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah. yeah.
1: But nah, man, the Lakers they really look primed and ready and it, it it's it's craziest. But the one thing that I feel like that's not really talked about enough even though it's still fresh, is I think the acquisition of Westbrook is major. You're able to flip Kyle Kuzma, KCP, and Montrezl Harrell and you get Russell Westbrook? That ain't bad. I mean, for a guy who's had multiple knee injuries, et cetera, et cetera, I mean, this guy just continues to keep going. And the best thing for him is he's back home. He's he's home in L.A. where he, he lives during the offseason and where he's, Played All his basketball high school and collegiate So just for him to be back mm-hmm. home And maybe later years of his NBA chapter I think that's awesome I, that's, that's one thing that I do Appreciate you know with LeBron James being like the leader or Forefront where these guys are Making their own decisions going to whatever team That they please is that you know You, you get a lot of s- happen to go back home <laughs> And I, I like the fact that Westbrook gets an opportunity to do that mm-hmm. Yep
0: Yeah, Everybody gets a chance to go home <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, another team that's been making some real key moves. I mean, this team really doesn't need to does it because they already have established that power. Brooklyn Nets, they've been making some moves as well. Yeah. You uh, you still have, you know, Katie, Kyrie, and James Harden all coming back from injury. And the fact that they lost in seven to the eventual NBA Champs m- still is probably something where it's like, you know what? that's That's our championship that they're having right now. You know they re-signed Blake Griffin. Blake Griffin is still making pennies on the dollar. He wants to come back and try to make this work, and I forget who else they signed.
1: They got Patty Mills. Yeah, they, they got him got Pat- um, uh, two yeah. years, twelve mil.
0: Yeah. Um. oh man. Well, I, oh I saw that. I'm like, are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That was like, oh man. I I wanted the Sixers to get Patty Mills, but that's what they. That's what exactly they needed. A a fiery
1: guard who can just go off. Yeah. And and what they really needed they needed was Australia Patty Mills because Australia Patty Mills is Alan Iverson. I don't care what nobody says. He's AI. He's <laughs> a he's a he's a walking bucket, well, Australian Patty well
0: Mills. I don't think you're well, I don't think the Australian Patty Mills is gonna transfer over to the Barclays Center. But <laughs> we'll we'll see though. But uh another loss out they did lose Jeff Green though. I really feel like, you know, losing a stretch four big uh, you know, to now the Denver Nuggets, so now there's another you know, front court guy that they got to be able to stretch the floor for Jokic, Jamal Murray when he eventually comes back. I think that was a real underrated loss for them as well. But at this point, it's still looking like now with all especially all these acquisitions, you're looking at the Lakers are definitely the favorite to come out of the West, yeah. and Brooklyn still, even if they s- don't do nothing for the rest of free agency, they look like the favorite to come out the East.
1: I agree. I highly agree. And then and then I don't want people to discount this whatsoever. I get team USA has had their their woes, their ups and downs, etc., cetera, et cetera, but they're they're back on the up and up. But what people got to realize is right now Kevin Durant is still playing basketball, which means when the NBA season starts, he's going to be more than ready. So if Kevin if Kevin Durant is coming out the gates firing it's only right that Brooklyn's going to be coming out of the gates firing. So I want people to pay attention and keep an eye on that because that's going to speak volumes. That's going to speak volumes to how these teams get out the gates. Now, I feel like just going back to Lakers for a little bit, I feel like they are absolutely going to dominate – the Western Conference in a regular season. I mean, I don't, I don't see why not. I mean, number one, just on paper, LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, if healthy, they're running through. Not to mention, like, hey, on back-to-backs, you get, you might get a random 20 from Melo, you might get a random 20 from Malik Monk. I, I think Trevor Reese's 20-point days are done. I think Dwight Howard's 20-point days might be done as well. Now it depends on the opponent. Yeah, that's true.
0: I mean, like you're going to get Houston, his former team. Next thing you know, a reason go six to seven for three points. <laughs> yeah, and
1: and a couple, f- uh, maybe a fast break layup here, and a yeah. and an and one there, and then next thing you know, we got twenty yeah. out of nowhere. So yeah, you got a valid point. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I think uh, people definitely need to pay attention and watch out for that because Kevin Durant still playing basketball. It, it's good. I like that.
0: Yeah, um, bunch uh, some other moves. Uh, the Suns did something I like, and they also did something I didn't like. The move that I did like was them getting Javel McGee for one year, $5 million so. It fixed one of our biggest issues in the playoffs, even though the Suns made it all the way to the NBA Finals, which was who was going to back up DeAndre Ayton, if DeAndre Ayton gets into foul trouble. I like JaVale McGee, really solid veteran. He's been on multiple championship teams. Monty Williams is a really good coach. And he's a legitimate rim protector. He doesn't need to do anything like fancy, especially when you got Chris Paul feeding him the ball and Cameron Payne, who is definitely trying to build upon a really good playoff series. And I like the move. So he's going to give you a good, like, 10, 15 minutes, you know, to get DeAndre Ayton at rest. But the one thing I didn't like, and I might get a little flack for this, I did not like the Chris Paul extension.
1: Mm. Why? Too much money?
0: Um. It's not the money; it's the years. He's thirty-six years old. He signed for another four years. So pretty much, by the time he's done, he's going to be forty years old. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> this is. Li- I mean, if you look
1: at it like this, as far as NBA career and lifespan, this is his last contract. I know he's done. There's no way Chris Paul is playing till he's forty-two, unless he d- unless he wants to. But I don't see that happening. So this this is it. Well, how much did he get? I know something crazy. Wasn't it in like in two hundred millions? or am I tripping?
0: Uh, uh, let me look up this contract. Uh, let's see. Uh, we do have a caller. 98.5 WJ yeah, Running Back Sports Show.
2: Yo, Chris, what's
0: up? Hey, Warren, what's going on? What I, I know you're a happy camper after your Chicago Bulls is, you know, taking for center You
2: know, it's the first time in some years I, I have hope. You know, in the, in the guard-packs era, we just settled with mediocrity, at least now that they're uh, they're being aggressive. Um, that DeMar DeRozan trade doesn't really affect us until like twenty twenty five because of the of the boots trade. So, you know, I mean that's kind of a steal. We still kept Kobe White. Um, I don't I'm not really too big on Lowry still being there. I thought they would have traded him, not Thaddeus Young but that's really the only piece that kind of hurts. Um, but, yeah, we've got a really solid core. Um, if Patrick Williams is what everybody says he is, he'll make a great leap in year two. We could space the floor. We got Lonzo Ball who could orchestrate the offense, Zach Levine. He'll just primarily be a scorer and a secondary playmaker. You got DeMar DeRozan who could be a good uh, uh, second option scoring and also be like a third playmaker for us. Um, it, I mean, if Lowry does start, that everybody but DeRozan can face the floor essentially, and you know, we have at least two. Well, more so one great defender, so our defense could be a little shaky. But hey, I'm optimistic. I know we'll at least make the playoffs. Yeah, Doesn't even want to see it. Maybe even went a series,
1: Warren. I, I like Martin. what y'all did so far, man. I'm 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 really big on y'all because I've always been a, a Zach Levine fan. So just seeing that those guys are gonna potentially make the playoffs. I mean, there there should be no reason. You get you got Zach Levine. You got you got DeMar DeRozan. I like Kobe White. I don't I I feel like you're not high on him, but I, I like Kobe White. I think he's cool. Y'all got Lonzo Ball now. Y'all got what's his name? Always messes his
0: name up. Yusevich? L- Vujovic, yep. Vujovic,
1: yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I get y'all get rid of uh, Lori Markin and, and that three-team deal, but he didn't want to be in Chicago anyway. So it works out that you get your guys, your your ball handler, who can get Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan open. But then it's also crazy because, like, when it's crunch time, not only do you have Zach Levine who can get his own bucket, but you have DeMar DeRozan on the wing as well. Like, I, as of right now, I see Chicago making – like at least being a top five team in the NBA. As of right now, you know we all get excited when people first sign and we're all high, but the East, I don't I, – it's the East.
2: I mean, for me, it, it, I think it's more so how our defense plays. I think our offense is definitely having an aggressive boost, and I think that, you know, we can compete offensively. Now with, with, with most of the Eastern teams, I, I don't think we have a chance in hell excuse my French, against Brooklyn and Milwaukee, so to speak. But, you know, I, I do think that we could definitely make the playoffs. Um, I'm we, Wait, we did trade Lowry? Like, he, he's gone? Kyle Lowry? No, yeah. I mean, I, no, Lowry, Lowry, Lowry. Yeah, he,
1: got, he was traded in a three-team deal. No, First. he wasn't. He, he wasn't?
0: No, he's still restrict a restricted free agent.
1: You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Because like, yeah. that's how y'all got Lonzo. I d- I'd say yeah, double-check no, that. Only,
0: the only people was Farouk Kamino, Thaddeus Young, and a bunch of picks. Nah, you're thinking about DeRozan. Oh, Rosen. I'm talking
1: about Lonzo. Markman went to Charlotte. He, he was in the three-team deal for y'all getting Lonzo. That was sign-and-trade. Oh. Yeah, so Markman, I'm pretty sure from what I remember, he went to Charlotte. And you guys got Lonzo out of that. Because he didn't want to re-sign with y'all anyway. But for the DeRozan deal, that's where y'all got rid of, um, who was it, Thad Young... Who else was it, Chris?
2: No, no, we, no, we, no. Our roster right now, we kept Lowry. We kept Lowry. Uh, Mm -hmm. We got, our our roster is Levine, Lonzo, Patrick Williams, Kobe White, Troy Brown, Woops, Lowry, Caruso, DeMar, uh, Dosumu, Ayo, and Dalton.
1: Hmm. Okay. Well, hey, then, if y'all still got him, then that's even, that's even better. That's, that's even better.
2: Yeah, I could uh, see this in the 50s because I, I think I think I think Milwaukee and Brooklyn will be the top tiers in the in, in next year. Uh, <laughs> Philly still got Ben Simmons, so that's gonna be fun. Terrible, <laughs> and you got Andre Drummond. So that's gonna be comedy for itself. Father and son playing together, I love it. Um, you got Miami. I think Miami Miami gonna be a really strong team. Uh, I'm interested to see how Boston's going to be this year. Uh, I wonder if uh, Jason Tatum is what everybody thinks. He, what everybody thinks and what I think he could be is this top-10 player, superstar-caliber player. With Jalen Brown as a great second, I mean, you don't have Kemba Walker anymore, or do you?
1: Nah, he uh, got traded to yeah. um,
2: the Thunder. Yeah. So you don't have you don't you don't have uh, you don't have Kemba anymore. Um and then it's just like I wonder if the Knicks repeat cuz they seem like they're all interested. They they they're buying into the system. They paid Derek Rose probably his last good payday of his career. Um and then you got like a lot of teams. Like I would love to see Charlotte. Um that team is fun. That's a league-worthy pass worthy team. I'd love to see them make the playoff run. Uh I don't know what's going on in Indiana.
1: They just trying to get Ben I, uh, Simmons.
2: <laughs>
1: That's all they trying Washington, to get.
2: Washington. I I hey, Bradley Bill, get your bag, bro, but you're not going anywhere anytime soon in terms of playoffs or never. But no. Nah. Never. And then the West, the Lakers, they man, they
1: They locked and loaded.
2: Funny. Yeah, they're gonna probably make they're gonna probably go to the finals next season, honestly speaking. It's as long as LeBron James is 90% of what he can be, they're going to make a pretty good playoff run. They just need Anthony Davis. They just need Anthony Davis to be healthy and competent, and Russell Westbrook to not self implode. And since he, and since Russ is going to be a third option, I think LeBron's too good enough to let somebody else let his third option fail him. So I think I can pencil them at least go into the conference finals. But they're going far. Clippers, they ain't going nowhere. Dallas, I don't see them being as the, their second-round exit. Uh, Phoenix, Phoenix might, Phoenix might go back. I think people are selling them way too short. Utah and Denver, I'm not sold on them. Portland's going to be a first-round exit again. So, I mean, you know, these moves are two years at best for the Lakers.
1: One, one more so, thing. The, uh, the Lakers, they did just sign a two-year deal getting uh, Kendrick Nunn. So they the Lakers. Just keep going.
2: Yeah, I you know I look their, their defense is going to be going to be a, a far apart from last season. But you know when like I said, if you, as long as you have LeBron at least at 90%, I'm going to pencil you in for a, at least a lengthy playoff run. I mean, the man has proved it himself for two decades. So. Well, oh, he's entering his – Well, he's in his third decade of playing. So, I mean, the man, resume speaks for himself. Um, Mark, I, there is a question I have to ask you. Go for it. How do you feel about Carson getting hurt?
1: I mean, to be honest, I, I, I for the human being in Carson Wentz, is like, dang, yo, I wish you the best. You can't catch a break. But as an Eagles fan. It's like wow. It's it, I'm I'm looking at it from two different perspectives. Okay, I'm looking at it from the perspective like the Eagles are like, okay, maybe we need to get off this guy because we know he's injury prone, et cetera, et cetera. So it's like, okay, maybe how we pulled off a move, but then like turning that that pick into a first round draft pick if he plays at the believe it was 70 plus or 75 percent of his snaps. Well, that's out of the window at this point. So n- now I'm just like maybe we pulled the trigger on him at the right time because apparently i don't know if the rumors are true but this this foot injury is something that's been lingering since high school so the fact that he spent 5 seasons with us and this foot injury still wasn't even taken care of and now it's being taken care of and for the colts there you go but that that's my only thing on it just it's unfortunate that hey that that pick will no longer turn into a first round pick
2: yeah uh, I was just really like, oh, man, you know, people were so high on the Colts, you know, because they have, they have all the pieces, you know. They have a great defense. They have a really good running back, running game. Their wide receiver core is pretty solid. Um, they just, you know, they were just basically an upgrade of Phillip Rivers to make it just a successful playoff run. They, I thought they had it, and now if you're going to miss Carson Wentz, what, at least half the season maybe?
1: Pretty much. That's the way it's. Looking.
0: Well, worst case scenario, but the best yeah, case scenario I mean, is five to twelve. So there's still six weeks before the season starts. So you know, if everything scenario, goes, he
2: plays week one.
0: Yeah, best case scenario he does play week one. But for me, I'm at least sitting him out well, at least the first two weeks. You know, make sure how he looks in practice. The mobility's fine before I'm just rolling him out there week one, because you got Seattle and the Rams the first two weeks of the season. Uh, yeah, I'm not putting him in harm's way against Jamal Adams and Aaron Donald back-to-back weeks.
2: Yeah, I wouldn't, especially on a, a newly repaired foot, I wouldn't do it either. Yeah, but I and mean, I believe their bye I week
0: is like
1: week 14 or something, so it's it's way out there. <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's so definitely going to miss some games. It's just the number, now it's like how many games is he going to miss, and then at this point unfortunately now it's like, okay, that, that pick that the eagles got for him will now be a second round pick pretty pretty sure of it at this point
2: yeah i mean i know i'm like but uh i'm just you know I'm, I'm excited the nba free agency has been fun dennis Schroeder has not gotten the job that's kind of hilarious at this point yeah. um i'm interested to see how my bears are going to do um they're, they're saying good things about justin fields as well as andy Dalton. I just hope that you know we don't really start Andy Dalton because I just um I, I, look I'm tired of seeing the the white mediocre quarterback be under center for me. <laughs> I need to see some new I need to see some new blood, some excitement, some mobility. You know, I I wasn't you know I I wasn't as you know low on Trubisky as others. I just knew he outlived his usefulness for us, but. You know, I just think, you know, you you got to be able to move out the pocket. I think this game has evolved where if you don't have some inkling of being able to scramble out of the pocket unless you're Tom Brady, you're not going to be successful. And I think the Bears should go with that. You got a good running back. You got wide receiver. You have you have a great defense. You have enough pieces to at least win the North. Because regardless, Aaron Rodgers is going after next season, so –
1: yeah, I, wanna, I wanted to ask you a question, Warren, because me and Chris were going to get into it a little bit later, talking a little, little wrestling, if you don't mind. What's your, um, sure. what's your What's your thought on the SummerSlam card so far?
2: Um, I have no inkling to see Bill Goldberg wrestle in any capacity <laughs> ever again.
1: <laughs> me either. I'm done with Goldberg. Uh,
2: it, it sucks because I think Bobby Lashley has had a really good reign, but he doesn't have enough – he doesn't have credible challengers because they don't book anybody properly. And it's the kind of same thing with the Roman Reigns problem because Roman Reigns has literally killed everybody, which is fine. You know, I, I like I like kill Roman. I think he's been the most entertaining period, but they, they, they have a star problem. You know, you have to bring out part-time retire, retired wrestlers to have headline marquee matches. And, you know, Seth and Edge should be fun. I know they're good. I would the the money move should be Edge losing, but they're gonna have them win.
1: Yeah, and
2: I don't know. I mean, Roman should retain. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just there's it. it it's cute. Like there's gonna be some good. Like there's gonna be some good matches. You know, Cena and Reigns should be good. Edge and Seth should be good. Bianca and Sasha should be good. Uh. Bobby Lashley should kill Goldberg. Like I th- I think he should just just, just spear Hurtlock game over.
1: Yeah, it right? should it should be quick. Goldberg, he's never been able to do a twenty minute match anyway. So it, it definitely should be quick, especially if you're trying to build Bobby for something bigger, because you don't let him just dominate Kofi like that at money in the bank and then have him get dominated by Oldberg. Like I'm I'm good.
2: Exactly. Um I just hope that uh, whatever Nikki Nikki Ash, whatever she is, I don't want to see her wrestle as this character. I've never been a f- big fan of her in general, but just seeing her, I like. I, I just I can't I can't sit through Raw anymore. I can't. I physically tapped out like two years ago. Other than the highlights and podcasts and like the power of Hulu, I can't do it. I, I can't you. do it. I it, didn't even watch
1: it, it, last it, night. I feel you.
2: It. It's a terrible show. Um, SmackDown is slightly better because they have, you know, some better wrestlers I could care about, you know, hopefully. But I just I, I can't I can't do it. NXT has made me sad. Uh, SmackDown is like, eh. The only show I, and you guys don't particularly care for is AEW, uh, other than their lack of diversity.
1: I've been watching it a little bit. I've been watching it recently. I'm not gonna lie. I've been watching. I feel like once um, Malachi Black made his uh, his uh, mo- move to AEW, I've been watching weekly. Aww. Not gonna lie.
2: I lo- like I you know I-, I I give them credit. I give them credit. It made Mural Killer. I've cared about Tommy End again. There they have Daniel Bryan. And, I mean Bryan Danielson and CM Punk in their back pocket. CM Punk is going to be at All Out, so it's like. And I'm trying to get I'm go, and I'm going to go to all out. I'm going to make that a goal I went to the first all-in when they did back in 2018 So I'm gonna go and I was able to see Pentagon jr. Kenny Omega Russell and that was a dream come true for me nice. So I'm going to all out this year. I'm gonna find a ticket. I'm gonna go even if I go by myself I'm gonna go
1: make it um, happen just
2: to, be a, just to be a part of that experience. I right? just you know, I gotta be a part of that experience again I, it was it was the first time um, but I like what AEW is doing uh, like I said, I just wish they would push more racially diverse people.
1: Oh yeah, there's like um, no black people on AEW.
2: Yeah, that, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> at all. Like, like I, I don't know, or I don't know. Once they finally, you know, take the belt off of Kenny, I think things would be a little more interesting. And don't get me wrong, Kenny puts out like Omega puts out bangers. Once you get past his DS. like he he he, he still wrestles at a high level anywhere he goes. You just gotta regurgitate the Don Callis tomfoolery, and I understand how that's not a hit for everybody. But you know, once the elite kind of lose their belts and lose their stroke, I think you know it's and uh, it's a great time to be a wrestling fan. The forbidden door is wide open. You know, for sure. Like you can go to any like I've all like I was growing up when I wanted to be a wrestler. I always wanted to be that wrestler that goes to different promotions and wrestle everybody. Because I feel like that's what you should do in wrestling. Is If you want to be like, hey, I'm Kenny Omega. I want to wrestle Roman Reigns. I feel like you can do it. I feel like you should be able to do that. And I appreciate, you know, all the other promotions, New Japan, Ring of Honor, PWG, Impact, MLW, CCW, GCW. Like, all these promotions are like, hey, you can use these people. You can use these people. And it creates, you know, a great wrestling environment. You're going to see matches you've never seen, people you've never seen. And, you know, I feel like it's a great time to be a wrestling fan once you, you know,
1: go outside the WWE box Yeah, no, I I, I highly agree. I highly agree. Warren, as always, it's definitely a pleasure having you on. We appreciate your calls, and we'll be hearing from you soon, my
2: brother. Yes, sir. Y'all be blessed. You
0: too. Take care, Warren. Peace. Once again, you're listening to 98.5 WJYM, Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. If you want to call in, get that call number, Mark. Of course, 215-763-9596. It's
1: always a pleasure having Warren on here. Uh, so, Chris, what's your, what's your take on the old Carson Wentz injury? What do you think? I mean, even though, I mean, he's I mean, he's not our problem anymore, yeah, no, but no, that no, pick no, matters. I get, I
0: get. Does it really matter? I mean. If, it's, if it turns into a first. I mean, Howard Rose was still making the picks, right? You're right. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's why everybody's like, oh man, I can't believe we're not getting that first round pick. But you forgot who's making the picks. <laughs> yeah. All right. 98.5 WJYM running back sports show, sports for the culture. Who's calling?
3: Get my music, boy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man. How's it, How's it going, Dad?
4: What's up, boy? How you feeling today? What up, Mr. Norris? I'm feeling better. What's
3: up, man? The six ball
1: back the corker, look <laughs> cork at The corker, we uh, yo, we get that shit next year.
3: I know, we gon' we want all the way. We, damn right. we the want
1: eighty two and zero. We got cork miles Let's go. You
3: know what I'm saying? Eight points a game? Oh man!
1: Killer, killer. That you know that he's gonna shoot fifty percent from three this year. He not gonna miss. Man. You know
0: what
3: I'm saying? Can't agree
1: y'all, but damn it, we got the corker bank. <laughs> the corkinator. It's time for the corkinator.
3: I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? And not to mention the fact we saw Andre, we saw Andre Drummond, the guy Joel Embiid loves to hate. That's what I'm talking about. Let the hatred flow, gentlemen. Let the hatred flow. I, you know
1: what? I'm actually I'm okay with the Andre Drummond signing. If we're, we're if we're if we're going to be serious for a moment, I'm okay with the signing because I I always liked the Andre Drummond. I always felt like he was a. a a tenacious rebounder, he can definitely run the floor. He he can do some things. If it was the nineteen eighties, nineties, he'd be a much better, dominant type player. But unfortunately, it's the two thousand twenties, and
0: yeah, uh, okay. I'm still
1: okay with him though.
0: Uh, I don't like hey it. Look, I'm, o- I'm okay with it too.
3: Okay, you know, <laughs> I just laugh at the irony there, it's saying because the way Jordan B the trash talk about him and whatnot, and now he's a teammate.
1: Man, now they might now they might be bullies. Get those two guys on the court together at one point, that'd be, ugh. ugh. That'd be a bully. will what, what Giannis going to do when he see them two there?
0: Go still go yeah. to the rack.
3: <laughs> Don't forget, Darryl Moore is trying his best to bring back Danny Green. Oh, yeah. Mr. Softy himself.
1: I mean, we can bring him back because we have um, we have his bird rights. But as of right now, uh, from from sources, last I heard that they're not even close to making a deal.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, he can go back to Fairyland, Candyland, wherever his little sweet vibe. By- I want to be and everything. <laughs> Come on, truly fans is too mean. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Softy. Man, yeah. man, go play. We're playing. we Pony Ponyland, man. With Rainbow Dash and Applejack and the rest of them there. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Marshmallow. Yeah. So, so what do you think are Lowry going, going to the Heat instead of coming to the Sixers?
0: Um, I like to move for them. Um, they definitely upgraded the point guard position. I feel like. He fits the Miami, fits Miami, fits what they want to do. Solid ball handler, perfect for half-court offenses, deep playoff runs. He's also a champion, so that brings you know that championship pedigree that that Miami you know team needs. And not to mention he's he does everything well. And not to mention he's a really good defender. He's probably the best defender that they hardly had at the point guard position in quite a while. So ba- basi-
3: basically, everything we need the point guard, we ain't got right.
0: Yeah, basically. <laughs> Pretty much.
3: Okay, and uh, with him going to Miami and Lonzo Ball Ball going to Chicago and everything, what's left for for the Sixers to do at point guard? Tell me.
1: Um. Well, it's it's a weird situation right now because. If you're a Sixers fan, you're a little bit frustrated because you're getting all the, all these notifications about teams signing free agents. And then, you know, you just get your phone goes off and you're hoping that it's something that we're doing. Unfortunately, at the moment, it's not us. I feel like right now the Sixers are holding on for dear life to get the best Ben Simmons deal that they possibly can and then go ahead and make moves. It's just unfortunate that since they're waiting for this trade to go down, they're missing out on a few free agents. Now, granted, they don't have a whole lot of money to actually spare because they do have Ben Simmons on the books, they do have Tobias Harris on the books, and they do have Joel Embiid on the books as well. So those guys all get a big chunk of the Philadelphia 76ers' salary, so there aren't a whole lot of guys that they can sign. But, you know, when all you get notifications for is, K- Furcon Korkmaz and Andre Drummond. That's a little bit frustrating.
3: Yeah, pretty much, you know. And <laughs> let's let's face it. I mean, with them putting themselves in the hole with that a Harris contract, by outbidding everybody, including themselves and whatnot. You know, they that really put them in a hole. But uh, let's let's jump into the news for a second. How is it every time we get a number one draft pick they get hurt in training camp?
1: I don't know. I don't know. The fact that this is starting already is just. Already demoralizing, but hey, for me, I don't have any expectations. I'm just
0: gonna watch football and drink some beer. I'm just glad it's minor, so he may not play in the preseason, but he should be good to go um, by like by the Atlanta game. But everything I'm hearing about training camp, you know, the the intensity, everything about Nick Sirianni, I'm hearing nothing but positive things. Really, do diligent, uh, micromanaging in in a positive way, and everything i have been hearing about Jalen Hurts, he's been very informative he's been very tentative he's been very he's been that leader that vocal leader that you know that this organization needs and if Jalen Hurts could translate that to a football field then they got a legitimate franchise quarterback because he's winning everybody over in that locker room the veterans love him Devontae Smith loves him and Nick Sirianni like he's definitely committed to him if Harry Roseman doesn't want to change his if Harry Roseman doesn't want to change his plans and the ladies on Twitter love him too they go insane for him. now. how
3: is it? Carson, Carson wasn't on the team anymore, and he still screwed us up by getting hurt again. <laughs> Try to cross him one draft pick. What's up with that?
1: For for him, that
0: was like his last screw you to Philadelphia. Getting hurt. I mean, I mean, in the end, did did, did he really screw us? I mean, we still have Howard Roseman making the picks. So one way or another, we will probably we we'll got screwed up anyway. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true.
3: Well, well, whatever the case may be. Okay, he still got us one last time. All right.
1: Oh, he so did, but it's it's like, dang, like now it's you feel bad for Colts fans. But, I mean, do we really feel bad what? for Colts fans? We've already endured this
0: for X amount of it years. Was, it was already months. a buyer's beware when they traded them for it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I feel bad for Colts fans. You knew they was good when they got them. Very true. Okay. And uh, are you on board with the Phillies or not?
1: Uh, I don't know. I'm like 50-50. I got my Phillies hat on right now because they're the only team that's kicking but. I don't know. It's like every time I start to pay them a little bit of attention, it's like then they just start blowing it, doing dumb things, and then it's like it's just they're too inconsistent for me. They're just so up and down. I don't, I don't, I don't know what's going on.
0: The agonizing thing about the Phillies is they're going to be in the mix because the NL East is just it's not that good. So they're two and a half back. I I do like the additions that we got. Ian Kennedy, really good, uh, really pitcher, even though he gave a two run shot. Uh, last night, but uh, the all uh, the starter that we got, he's ERA's under three when we got him. I like him. I like Zach Wheeler. Aaron Nola is still hit or miss, but I, but in the end, this pitching staff really needs to turn it on because, at, like this pitching staff is going to determine whether we make the playoffs or not. I feel like offensively, um, they're starting to turn the corner. They're starting to start rack up like six, seven runs.
3: Uh um, man, the feels are kind of like that girl you you know your date you know you think you're getting somewhere with them and everything. And the last minute she said, "Oh, I just want to be friends." Mm. you get friends going at the last
0: minute.
3: Mm. Yeah. And we've all be- we've all been there.
0: Yeah, that's how I feel every time Reese Hoskins was a bat. That's
3: how I felt every time Ben Simmons was playing. Yeah, it's
0: yeah. it's
1: it's tough, man. Like just just on an honest note, the the state of the Philadelphia sports fan and me right now is just. It's stale. I I have no excitement to to be honest. I, I have nothing. I have nothing that's gonna really make me go insane right now. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that if we do trade Ben, it's it's for something positive that can you know give me a jolt or something. But right now I'm I'm literally at if we if we're gonna rate this between one and ten, how excited of a Philadelphia four for four sports fan I am right now. I'm at like a two. Oh yeah, I'm,
3: I'm a depleted. Sports. I got nothing. I'm not going to 4 or 5. I always have hope because, you know, I'm truly still, I'm still game green, you know, true blue, tried and true the whole nine yards and everything. But, you know, after a while, you just like, come on now, really. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and then, like I said, today just doesn't make it any better when you see all these teams. Lakers literally signed 19 people. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like there's 15 man roster. They signed 19 people. LeBron is now the longest tenured Laker, and he's only been. This is his third season.
1: Yeah, this is insane. And Brooklyn signing people. Every everyone's making moves. Sixers are still ben trying to ben get, ben get ben 90 ben picks for Ben You got to think
3: about their, w- their Westbrook trade. I mean, as much as they gave up to give him, they gave they gave what Kuzma, Horton Tucker, and um Harold, and what was like a, dra- a number one draft pick. Yeah. It wasn't
0: t- it wasn't Horton Tucker. It was a uh, KCP, but uh, it. Honestly, I, I have no complaints about it. I mean, spacing is going to be a little bit of an issue depending on who is going to be in that starting unit with them. But it, they bring in somebody else. Like, God forbid, if Anthony Davis uh, misses a few weeks, they have somebody else in that system, like a star player, to help pick up the slack if Anthony Davis goes down.
1: Especially offensively. I, th- I think they're, they're good. I mean, I think throughout the, the season, they're going to dominate the Western Conference. They're going to dominate the entire league. I think... For the Lakers, it, like Chris alluded to, it's going to come down to spacing, especially in the playoffs. We'll see. But, I mean, these are the type of guys where, you know, you got you got LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is going to make it easy for so many other people because he's very explosive. Like, a lot of people kind of discount and discredit his assists, but, like, those are still easy buckets, and those guys got to finish buckets. And he's he's got a pretty good bunch who can finish buckets.
0: Are you wondering something, though? LeBron could actually take a break on the bench like a legitimate 8 to 10-minute ten min- ten breather because you still got Westbrook and Anthony Davis carrying the load. I agree. And okay. there's, there's
1: so many less things LeBron has to do. If you think about the combination of having a, a Russell Westbrook and an Anthony Davis, they, t- they do what LeBron can do in so many different ways. So believe it or not, this could be one of those years where we actually see LeBron excel in something a little different, like scoring. Like, we know LeBron can score, but he's not a scorer. So, since Westbrook can pass and rebound just like LeBron, AD can score, defend, rebound, just like LeBron. Maybe LeBron steps up in a different avenue that we've never asked him or seen him step up before.
3: Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. Now, it amazes me that, you know, everybody wants to hand chip to the Lakers next year. Everybody has the Lakers and the, the uh, Nets and then the defending champ Bucks. Okay. I got to say, I'm pretty sure that's like, you know, the Greek Freak looking like, you know, I just won a chip, you know, came back from 2 0, like, had, had a four game, like, you know, like winning streak to win the championship, and disrespecting me like that. Okay. Um, I think that's the motivation for the Greek Freak to come back even stronger. What do you think about that? Because the Lakers have to depend on AD and LeBron staying healthy, and that's got to depend on.
0: Harden and uh you
3: know making sure Kyrie Irving's on
0: his mid <laughs> <laughs> am, no, right am I wrong. Uh, um you're not wrong. But I do agree. Um most of the core of the Bucks is still there. Drew Holiday's locked up, Chris Middleton's locked up, and you still got the biggest domino, which is Giannis. The one of the major pieces they lost probably PJ Tucker, but Rodney Hood is definitely a, a good three and D guy coming off the bench you know, to provide that three-point scoring. If they can get Brent Forrest back, they still got Domin- uh, Dante DiVincenzo, you know, Villanova, th- three-point sharp shooter. Um But, yeah, Giannis is a guy that he doesn't need much, but it's like when you look at – he looks at the lay of the land, he's like, I'm up for this challenge. So I definitely think, you know, the Nets uh, – not the Nets, the Bucks is definitely going to be in the thick of things, you know, once again, as just defending champs alone.
3: Yeah, and he doesn't need – and he's not afraid – or go to basket, and you know he can't he's not always accurate Sure. he's not afraid to take the shot or have the ball in his hands in the game <coughs> Ben Simmons you paying attention
0: oh really?
1: yeah uh. so i I agree with you, Mr Norris. I wouldn't be shocked if Giannis actually came back with a consistent <laughs> twelve to fifteen footer for real this time because he he's a worker he works hard we've seen we've seen the evolution of Giannis onto the we've seen it, so I wouldn't be shocked. If he takes off a couple of weeks, as of right now, I just seen him and his brothers out in Greece. You know, still on the championship high. They all have, they're all NBA champions. But it, it wouldn't be, sh- it would not shock me one moment if Giannis isn't already back in the gym working on his bag of tricks.
3: Well, see, here's the thing between the difference between you know Giannis and Ben. People are like, well, Ben, you know, he had a long season, yada yada yada. You know, Giannis gonna say, guess what? Uh, Giannis is the reigning like you know NBA champion and the reigning MVP. Okay. He's earned the right to take a couple of weeks off. All right. Now Ben, considering the way his season ended, and like you know the way he tore up, the way you know the way he like you know, went back into his show when the going got hot and everything, and he would like to take a world tour and brag to everybody show off his, his house, his 17 million dollar house with no basketball court. Okay, you know his pretty new girlfriend and everything. That's basically saying like you know what I don't care. You know I'm living my life, my best life the best way I can and everything. You know basketball secondary. Because you really think about it, the Ben Simmons basketball secondary, he got a big fat contract. He's happy with that. He's content being what he is. He's like, I am what I am. Like, who the hell do you think he is? Pop out a sailor, man?
4: <laughs>
3: That's a that way eat some spinach and grow some muscles or something.
1: Something? I don't, I don't know. We, I'm done. I don't, I don't know. There's even reports that uh Ramona Shelburne just said about an hour ago that Philly would be open to bringing Ben Simmons back, so I don't like the sound of that.
0: That sounds weird considering he's
3: already he under contract a little, with us. A psyche with the bad Philly fans him, I don't think so. Oh, they're mad at me. They're being mean to me. Eh, whatever. I know, right? <laughs> <And> somebody <laughs> buy that board. A a, car, a truck full of Kleenex.
1: They need something, Mister Mister Norris. I want to ask you a quick question because we just asked our previous caller this. I know you're a wrestling guy because you you call in with the Finn Balor theme song. So how are you feeling right now about the SummerSlam card so far? I
3: don't even know what the SummerSlam
1: card is. All right, so I'll break it down for you right now. We got John Cena versus Roman Reigns. Boo! <laughs> We've got Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. Boo! Boo! Um, Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair. Yeah. I think, yeah. oh, and then Edge versus Seth Rollins. I believe those are the four we have right now for the card.
3: The last two I can rock with. How to, I'd like to know, who in the bloody hell thought Bill Goldberg with his senior citizen A R P senior citizen discount, and then he asked where to be in SummerSlam? Uh,
1: because they couldn't get Brock Lesnar.
3: There's so many other guys on that car, on that roster, whether it be Raw, whether it be SmackDown, that deserve a title shot so much more than Bill Goldberg does. I don't care whether they took Cesaro and put him on Raw, Shinsuke Nakamura put him on Raw. I mean, there's so many other guys that are deserving, but yet they're doing the same thing over and over and over again. Going back to Big Musclehead.
1: Yep, and just not and working.
3: When, and I'm, and I'm gonna tell you something. The way they went down with John Cena coming back out of nowhere, you know, he's still a name. And yeah, quick I still hate John Cena, Captain <laughs> Fruity Pebbles, you know. Yeah, but that would do. <laughs> um, the way they treated Finn Balor and for that matter, Baron Corbin, you know, <laughs> and John Cena comes out of nowhere, and signs a contract, and everything. Yeah, uh uh-uh.
1: yeah, that was just stupid,
3: you know. And I gotta admit, Roman Reigns, I mean, I knew not for first, but I'm content with him having a long heel reign as champion. Okay, if you drop the title, Cena. I'm out. If Bobby Lashley drops the title of Goldberg, I'm out. (laughs) I'm really out. I'm already out. I'm back to watching, like, you know, replays like, you know, of of Raw in the early 90s. During the Ruthless Aggression era. Yeah. For that matter, I'm watching NWA back in in 85 before you guys were born. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, Edge against Seth Rollins, I can can watch Bianca Belair and um, Sasha Banks I can rock with, but, uh, Nah,
4: nah, nah. <laughs> I
1: agree. I agree. It's 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 looking looking really weird. I mean, you get you got old Oldber, oldberg. That's what I call him. I've been calling him for the past two years. Oldberg. I, I'm good. I don't I don't want to see that. I mean, I like the John Cena and Roman, but I'm with you as well. They can't. Number one, you can't have Cena beat Roman because you've built Roman to be more than a monster than I can't even think of anyone in like recent years. Maybe Brock Lesnar is probably the closest that Roman. It's to the point where it's like no one who is booked properly to even truly challenge him. So yeah, now nah, he he can't drop the title to Cena. Mm-hmm.
3: And yeah, definitely,
1: yeah.
3: Well, guys, as always, and great talking to you. Appreciate, Appreciate you. you. And, and, and Chris, I have to ask this question. What's up? Uh,
0: do you can you can see your dad mean. Do I? Sit? No, I, I I didn't hear you. What you say?
3: I said do you, I said do you can see you can see your dad mean.
0: <laughs> <sighs>
1: um, you Dang, you you can you can't be. <laughs> that was a setup bro, you shouldn't have answered that
0: yeah. one on air. Hey. Oh I can be. Yeah, you can oh, be. Okay. okay. Hey you are, hey, you ra- hey, you raised me to be honest. Okay. You had to right. you had to drill into me a few times but you had to raise me to be honest.
4: <laughs> okay, Christopher. I appreciate
3: your honesty and I'll be sure to discuss that later on with you. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. All right. See you. All right, Mr. Norris. See you. Peace. Once <laughs> uh, again, listen to 98.5 WJYN. We're the back sports, 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 football, the sports. we want to call to join the discussion. Get that call number.
1: 215-763-9596 to join the convo. A
0: yeah. little
1: side conversation today. I mean, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a Summer Slam card yeah. for WWE so far. Wh- what do you think? What's your thought on it? Um,
0: not it's still building. Yeah, not a fan of Lashley versus Bill. I, I wish Brock was there to you know, because it would. in li- as much as I really did not like Brock when he originally came back, took the title hostage for like three to four months, and not even on television. Yeah, and not even mention him at all until he makes up his appearance. I kind of I it made me appreciate him more because Goldberg's here.
1: <laughs> oh God! Yeah. Yeah,
0: because Lashley mm-hmm. has that background. He has a similar background to Lashley. He keeps in shape. He does USC. He does Bellator. He does have a, you know, University of Michigan uh, wrestling background. Then you got Lashley, served in the Armed Forces. He has an Armed Forces background. He did Bellator as well. So that's a dream match that people wanted to see, myself included. Goldberg, the guy can't go. in di- n- never really could. Yeah, he never could. And it's like, funny enough, like yesterday, um, or, or was it Sunday, um, I saw, uh, I rewatched that uh, that. That match where you know that that re- that Bill got that Goldberg got mad at William Regal for that match back at WCW, mm. it was uh, it was like an eight minute match. Regal actually wanted him to you know try to wrestle you know do some mat wrestling, try to make him look good instead of just you know a guy that just comes in, does his high impact moves and leave. And when I was watching it, I'm just like, yeah, Regal has a point. I mean, yeah, I mean, no wonder Bill was frustrated because you actually tried to wrestle with him. Yeah, and it's like was he has nothing in his bag of tricks outside of a spear and a jackhammer. Pretty much it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I feel like he had more wrestling moves than the video games. Yeah. <laughs> like, he, he doesn't he doesn't have anything now. And then it's kind of, I guess, with the blueprint of Brock Lesnar, where it's suplex, suplex, suplex at five. You know, they've kind of done the
0: same thing with Goldberg, spear, 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 spear jackhammer. So Yeah, it, it yeah but th- yeah, the difference is that Lesnar can go um, more than five minutes. He can go 20 minutes if he has the right opponent. Yeah, he but can. We we've seen him do that against with AJ. We've seen him do it with Daniel Bryan, Finn Balor. Seth Rollins. Yeah, I, when he wants to work and they allow him to work, he's good. Yeah. Bill Goldberg, you can't do that.
1: Nah, not at all. Not even Ramola close. I mean, they're better off bringing back Batista and having him fight Bobby. I feel like that's more of a big-time match than seeing uh, Goldberg versus Bobby Lashley. I mean, at least we know Batista can maybe give you 10, 15 minutes. But, I mean, I I, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on this one at all whatsoever. I was completely shocked. You know, it's just, you know, like we were talking with Warren about earlier, they're not building up any stars for Roman or or Lashley to even face it. It's not even realistic, though. I feel like I wouldn't be shocked, though, if if Big E out of nowhere cashes in on Bobby. Because that kind of plays off the storyline that's been happening with Kofi and whatnot.
0: Honestly, I'm all for Big E being a champion. I'm, I'm with Period. it too. I don't care who it is. He can come out. Cash not, not Roman. Roman can't drop the belt yet. <sighs> not yet. No, my, my thing is, is that about long-reigning champions like Roman, it's like, okay, he goes through the entire roster. He goes through the part-time guys like Edge and John Cena. Who exactly are you building up to eventually take that belt from it's Roman? True. What is your long-term plan? Yeah. So, I'm not saying that, you know, the long-term plan just
1: got released and hopefully he returns by Royal Rumble. That's what I pray for. That that is the
0: only thing I pray for. Yeah. I don't I don't yeah, I don't know how to feel about Bray Wyatt. I had a feeling he was going to get released. Yeah. Cuz yeah. after WrestleMania, he took that time. He's he, he's two in and out. Mm-hmm. But like I'm not going to blame him because I know what it's like to lose somebody and to not be in the right mental space after you lose somebody there that they're close to you. Of course. So, but, yeah. Um that was a shock to me. I, yeah. b-
1: I was always hoping to see, uh, you know how they did, like, the three faces of Foley, that one yeah. Royal Rumble? You could have did that with Bray Wyatt. And then at number 30, he comes out as the Fiend and just wrecks and wins the Royal Rumble. Yeah.
0: That'd be that would have been a great story. Yeah, but they kind of – but – the fiend was a really good character, but the problem with the fiend was that they booked him into a corner. It's like he's a guy that doesn't need the fiend doesn't need the championship no, to be relevant. Doesn't. So it's like But that was
1: Undertaker's most of his career. Yeah. He
0: didn't need the belt. Yeah. That's and, and then
1: Shawn Michaels the second go round of his career. He didn't need the belt.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that was the problem. Like when you put the belt on him, it's like no matter who you're going to lose to, the fiend was going to lose that mystique. Right. And that's what happened when he lost to Goldberg.
1: Should have never happened. Yeah. But that's what happens when
0: you book yourself into a corner.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Um. But, yeah, so, which So all right. So, just to play devil's advocate, I want to switch over to the Eagles and Devontae Smith for a second. Okay. Sure. So, he's already hurt. Mm-hmm. So, of course, you got the people before saying, like, oh, well we probably shouldn't have t- took a look at him because uh, he has that small stature. And look at it. he He's already hurt. So, you... Being on the side that you are saying, like, his size doesn't matter whatsoever because you've got the blueprint of the Marvin Harrison. How, how do you feel about
0: it? Until he actually starts missing games. Mm. Like, if I see him on the injury report week one and then he's out, then he misses week two, week three, I'm like, then I'm going to be concerned. But until then, I'm not concerned. It's training camp. Right. It's – I've – I take training camp injuries with a grain of salt, unless it's something significant that they report. Whereas, like, there's noticeable limping, and he's going inside the tent. Yeah. Like every like Brandon Brooks, every time he goes tr- like every year in training camp. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not concerned. Uh, I feel like, and from what I've been hearing, is that he's beginning the best of Darius Slay. He's beginning the best of Stephen. He's yeah. beginning the best out of everybody in training camp. Heard him
1: and Hurts uh, have been making some long, long ball connections. Yeah, um, I like the sound of that. Yeah.
0: Um, He's been balling out of camp. Travis Fulgham has definitely been balling out of camp, and everybody. And honestly, like, this is a guy that's a real sleeper. Uh, Quest Watkins. What Quest Watkins has definitely been killing it in terms of uh, getting the, getting those long bombs in practice as well.
1: Yeah, he's he's always been he's always been a speedster. I'm um, actually believe it or not, as even though I say I'm a two right now in my Philadelphia fandom. Uh, just thinking about the Eagles. I feel like they do have a pretty solid receiving core right now with a ton of speed. I'm just curious to see how it's all going to work out. You know, one, th- one thing I was very excited about wor- what I feel like with Travis Fogum is it looked like he's an excellent route runner. Like, it looks like he has no problem getting away from corners, creating open space Mm -hmm. and windows for quarterbacks to throw to. So that's something that I I agree with you as well. I'm a little bit excited to see, especially with Travis Fogum. Um, Quez Watkins, he's a burner. He's a burner. He's not Tyreek Hill or anything like that, but he's definitely a burner. It's going to give us a dimension where we can stretch the ball more. And hopefully we can definitely see more of Jalen Rager this year, because I'd be excited to see that. Yeah. Something, man. Just give – I need something as a Philadelphia fan right now.
0: Seriously. I think they'll give you something. But – I'm
1: not gonna sit here and say playoffs or anything like that. I'm taking every every game for me. I've I've never done this ever as an Eagles fan. I'm literally taking it game by game. I have no expectations. I I'm just s- going that's game. that's how game.
0: you should have done it years ago. I could have told you to have done that years. We ago. were
1: never taught that I as uh, Eagles fans. We were never taught that.
0: Oh, uh, growing up with that amount of heartbreak, I, I've, I've 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 coped myself to do that.
1: I've had enough now. So I'm. That's that's how heartbreaking I like how bur- heartbroken I am. To the point where I'm literally taking it game by game. Yeah. That's it.
0: Yeah. But the one thing I am curious about Sirianni is that he's very attentive. Um he's every single time they do an individual drill, he always goes to, you know, that specific player to tells him, like, all right, this is how you this is how you can do it better in terms of not only just doing it in practice to make sure that you're equipped for game day, but this is how you can can do it for game day to make sure that the defense can't stop you. I like that that's the type of micromanaging in terms of a coach that I like as opposed to kind of like what Chip Kelly does but I am interested in seeing week 1 against Atlanta cuz to me the strength of a the strength of a coach in terms of play calling for me is how much can you maximize at what what your player skill sets can be like Quez Watkins, John Hightower, those guys are burners how are you going to use them? How, how are you going to use their speed? Because last year Doug Peterson only used their speed in one way, which was just Radical. down the field. Yeah, and there are plenty of other you know different dynamic ways that you can use that speed. Uh, same with Jalen Rager, uh, Ray, uh Travis Fulgham. He's not a burner; he's a route runner. So I'm curious to see: are you going to let him? You let him work underneath. You're going to let him use slants, ten and ends. Pretty much the Mike Mac the Michael Thomas Routree. yeah, and Devontae Smith. I mean, like the guy pretty much does everything. So, how are you going to scheme him to get open? Same with Miles Sanders. How are you going to? What running schemes are you going to be using? You're going to use zero zone blocking schemes. You're going to use power run. How are you going to use that?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm with you as well. I just want to see more diversity in the offense. Last year, it was so, it was so tough to watch because me as a fan. I can identify what the Philadelphia Eagles are doing on offense and defense. So people who are actually getting paid to study game film—you mean to tell me they don't have a clue what the Philadelphia Eagles are about to do? Mm-hmm. All I do is just watch them every Sunday. These guys get paid to watch game film and study. So I definitely want to see more. I want to see more of a dynamic offense. I would love to see some some end arounds. You know what I'm saying? Th- put. Put receivers in different positions. You know, maybe throw Devonta Smith at slot for a little bit. Show just different moves. You know, I want to see maybe wide receiver screens. Shoot, running back screens. You give, you got Miles Sanders. Get some screens. That's going to open up so much. It's going to open up so much for the team. So I'm excited. I mean, shoot, you can even, you can really go with an old school. Like I wouldn't say old school, but you can really run like a college offense with this team, especially having Jalen Hurts. And Miles Sanders in the backfield. You could do, you know, some little fake pitches. You can, there's so, there's so much stuff that you can do with these guys. You know, I mean, at the the end of the day, not that I'm saying that Jalen Hurts has remotely anything close to the skill set that Lamar Jackson has, but he has the weapons that Lamar Jackson doesn't. So if you kind of use and see what Baltimore did to get Lamar Jackson so open and dynamic, you kind of implement a little bit that of that into your offense, yet have the weapons that you have here in Philadelphia, you never know. We might mess around and have a very dynamic offense. So there, there's there's a number of things that I feel like this team could do.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: What's your, uh, what's your thought on Jordan Mailata getting a lot of the
0: first-team offensive reps? Predictable um from what i've been hearing andre dillard has been struggling uh josh Sweat has definitely been um having his way with um, the former first round pick so it at this point it's jordan Melada's um job to lose and yeah yeah that's pretty much all I have to say in regards to that
1: yeah it's crazy because i wanted to see more of andre dillard it was just unfortunate you know the uh, the injury last season, and then Jason Peters comes on, but it's kind of also good to see the emergence of Jordan Mailata. But it's like, what? Like, wha- where do you go? Like, do you even try to put Andre Dillard at another position, or do you is this the moment where it's like, all right, maybe we just we fall back on him yeah. a little bit, maybe use him as a backup it because it, it looks like it's not even a challenge anymore. It looks like Honestly, at this point,
0: looking back at that, believe th- that 2019 draft, uh, Andre Dillard in the first round. The only pick that they really hit on was really Miles Sanders, and but then you got Earth, they Thigga go Whiteside. Uh, those are two top picks that you did not hit on, and you could have gone somewhere else with those. So, but as far as Andrew Diller, I don't think he's, I don't, th- I don't I'm, I'm not calling him a bus yet because he only started, he's only played started five games in his career, and but unfortunately. The game that everybody wants to remember is the game where he played against Seattle where he was out of position in right tackle. And anybody can t- tell you is that the responsibilities that you have in left tackle and right tackle are two different things. It's night and day. Yeah. But, every, but everybody remembers how bad he was in the right tackle. But nobody actually remembers in that game against Chicago where he was playing left tackle. He held his own against Khalil Mack, probably the uh, top five premier pass rusher in the For league. For sure. Yeah. So... I'm not ready to give him up yet. If Jordan Malad wins the spot, good for him. Then Andre Dillard's just good depth.
1: Yeah. Um. Just to switch to the uh, secondary a little bit, do you think Avante Maddox can make a leap this year?
0: As long as he's not starting outside. I don't want to see. Yeah,
1: He. I mean, he's got to be a slot guy. Yeah. He's, he, can't, he can't. Not with Darius Slay. And then who do we got? Who do Steven we Nelson. Start? Yeah,
0: there's no way. Yeah, Bell, those two are your starting corners. Uh, like I said, I love the Anthony Harris signing. He led the league. He led all safeties with six interceptions last year with the Minnesota Vikings. Rodney McLeod's coming back off an of ACL injury, so this is probably one of the more talented secondaries that this team has had, probably since the days of Lito Shepard and Sheldon Brown. Hey, um,
1: hey, hey, hey! Come on now, don't, don't come on. i be on, too optimistic now. I'm
0: saying on paper, it, it it's, it's, a pretty good, it's a pretty good unit. Darius, Darius Slay, is a former Pro Bowler, Steven Nelson, was Pro Football Focus' 11th ranked cornerback, and we know how good Pittsburgh's defense was last year. But Avante Maddox, he's definitely a slot corner. I feel like he's, especially with that 5'9 frame, um, he's definitely suited to be in playing in the slot. But altogether, this, the pass rush can, and, but we all know, the Philadelphia Eagles' entire defense is predicated on the pass rush. So if it's Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett, and everybody else getting pressured, then the secondary looks that much better. But even so then, I'm confident now, especially with, Nelson coming into the fold. It makes Darius Slade's job a lot more easier because he doesn't have to worry about, you know, the other side, you know, getting picked on because you got because you got a, another premier starting corner on the other side. And not to mention you got a legitimate ball hawk over the top waiting for you if they want to go deep as well.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um the the only the only thing with that is just I do want to see more help, kind of like you like you just alluded to. Like, more help. I don't want Darius Slay in those situations, again, where it's just all one-on-one. On one. I get it. You know, he, he's a shutdown corner. But, c- I mean, you, you still got to help out your best players. You know, there were a couple of games where Darius Slay was getting owned. You know, DeAndre Hopkins was a game where he was getting owned. Wh- who was it? He had um, Packers, Devontae Smith, he got owned. I mean, I get it. Those are some premier wide receivers. Devontae Adams. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Devontae Adams. Um those are some premier wide receivers in the in the NFL, but still, help help your guy out and and set him up for success. um... Switching back to the offense for a second, you think there's any chance we get anything out of J.J. white Whiteside? That's the only name we haven't mentioned <laughs> as far as receivers. I wouldn't
0: be surprised if he's cut by the preseason. Mm. It, it, he's not standing out at all. No, he's not. And at this point, you need to cut your losses. It's kind of this it's kind of the Sidney Jones situation last year. Yeah. Sydney Jones, he not a bad corner at all, but he unfortunately he turns Achilles on draft day, which affected his draft stop, which is why he fell into the second round. Major. Yeah. He couldn't get hurt, and then when he was yeah. in, the scheme that he was in did him did no corners, no favors. No justice. So that's why in the end, Howie Roseman had to cut his losses. He went to Jacksonville. I mean, he didn't have a great season. He had a solid season. Okay, that he but a little bit more than what he gave us here. Yeah. And in the end, but as far as anything outside, yeah, I don't see him making him pass training camp. At that point, you need to cut your losses. Um, if Devontae Smith's healthy, then he, I, he's clearly not getting plenty play time over him. Nah. Travis Fulgham has emerged immensely. You still got Jalen Raker. Uh, you still got Quest Watkins. And, you st- and at that point, you still got Greg Ward, who is probably the most reliable wide receiver. At this point in terms of just, you know, being that veteran in that locker room. He's the longest-tenured uh, eagle in that locker room. He's the
1: modern-day Jason Avant for us. Yeah. Our, our third-down yeah. slot guy, big possession guy. I mean, he's not a big possession guy, mm. but he, he gets
0: it done. Yeah. That, that third or five, yeah, there you go, Greg Ward. But then at that point, it's either him or John Hightower. But Hightower has shown he has speed as well. He had probably the most 50 he – had he led the team in the most big play catches down the field last year. So I don't see your thing. Why is that making it out of camp?
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I mean, his t- his time is up at the end of the day, and then especially with us grabbing Devonta Smith, I d- I don't really see much happening as far as that. Um, I I want to switch back to NBA for a quick second. All right, so I'm gonna name you. I'm gonna name a couple of big threes. Actually, no. Before I even dig into that. Will we now qualify, since they've won the NBA championship, will we now qualify Drew Holiday, Santos Antetokounmpo, and Chris Middleton a big three? Uh,
0: big three, sure. Super team, no.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. No, definitely not a super team. All right, so out of these three big threes, right, we got, we got the Bucks big three. You already know who they are. The Nets big three. You know who, are they, who they are. The new Heat big three, Kyle Lowry, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo. Or the Bulls, the new Bulls, big three. You got Vucevic, Levine, DeMar DeRozan. Which uh, which out of those two big threes, the new ones, who do you like the
0: most? Miami. Miami? They have the track record to show for it.
1: Do? Th- uh, I mean, for the most part, they do.
0: Yeah, Zach Levine's never been to the playoffs. I can't remember the last time DeMar DeRozan was a prominent figure in a postseason run since, like, Toronto. When they were the baby Raptors and LeBron was sweeping them yearly. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kyle Aubrey, Ever since then, he's shown that, even though Kawhi Leonard was a big reason why they won the championship, he held his own. He had 26 points in that closeout game against the Warriors, and the Heat are removed two years, rem- uh, a year or so removed ago from the NBA Finals, regardless of how people want to look at it.
1: Yeah, it's cool. You can you can call me people. I'm people. Okay. I'm de- I'm def I'm definitely people. No, it's
0: it's it's not just you. It's <laughs> plenty others.
1: That's yeah, you. I mean, for me, I think as far as uh, excitement wise. Lonzo's going to be throwing it up, and Levine and DeRozan is going to go get it. They they're not going to have a choice when it's up there. They're going to have to go get it, and I kind of like this. I don't know. DeRozan still got them hops? I mean, the thing uh, is, do we yeah. want
0: to? I mean, it's it's hard for me to gauge because he's been in San Antonio. Yeah,
1: I get it. I mean, he's still he's still been pr- having some solid years. I yeah. mean, it hasn't been the yeah. normal years that we we know of DeMar DeRozan, but it's kind of difficult when. You're, you're when you're on the Spurs, I mean, number one, no one is all, no one really ever checked for the Spurs like that. So just not being able to see him, like he still averaged 21.6 points per game and almost seven assists. That's that's crazy. I feel like that could, let me see, that seven assists might be a, uh, uh, that is a career high for him. 6.9 assists last season with the Spurs. That's a career. He yeah, so he had a career career high in assists. He actually had a career high in free throws with 88%. He also, oh, no, I was going to say, I was trying to look out for him, but his three-point percentage is still dookie. Yeah, that's not it. That's not it, Chief. But, yeah, the, it, I think I think he'll be fine. He'll be fine. Hi- overall, his tenure with the Spurs wasn't bad. He averaged 21.6 points per game, so that, that was cool. That was cool. I think he'll be okay with the Bulls, though, at the end of the day. But, like I said, he's only 31. He should be able to go up and get it if, if Lonzo throws it to him.
0: I don't. I don't see no issue with that whatsoever. Yeah, but the biggest key is Lonzo. No, um, yeah. If Lonzo stays healthy, then they're usually a playoff team. If he struggles to stay healthy, they're going to be in the playoff. Yeah. Because yeah, and
1: and I take back that top five thing. I apologize. I was tripping.
0: Yeah, you said top. I was like. I didn't you mean, mean top that. five in the East. I, I mean, didn't mean you that. You said top five in the league. I'm like, whoa. whoa. I didn't
1: mean that. I apologize. I'm uh, gonna bring it. I'm a, I'm a bring it back a lot, a, lo- a whole lot. I'm gonna bring it back because that ain't it, chief. Top five. I'm tripping because it's like okay, Sixers technically haven't really fallen off like that. The Bucks, Nets, Atlanta. Like nah, I'm not. I'm not putting them in the top five that soon. So yeah, what um, what what else we got on slate right now? What else is going on? Any any more exciting news with the NBA? I don't know. If you're a fan of Kendrick Nunn, then yeah. <laughs> Alright, listen, I'm. But th- I ain't gonna front. I'm, I'm rocking with the Lakers this year. Yeah, here we go, here we go. I, I got to see my Mello get one, my Ugh. man Mello. I mean, you did it with the
0: Suns, why can't I? Because I'm just not. I'm. Oh, listen. If you're listen, I don't care what you do. I really don't. <laughs> I really. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Mello fan, so that's what it is. Okay, and then then if it, it's the Lakers, next final. So who you rooting for?
1: Oh man. Yeah. I want Mello to get one. I, as much as I love Harden, you know, Harden can get his next, but it. it no, All right.
0: W- 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 All right. Let me just paint the scenario then. Go for this it. This is the only time that the Lakers and the Nets are going to be in the finals. Then after that, neither one of these teams are going to be in. Uh, neither one of these current constructed teams are going to be in the finals again. Mhm. So who, you still want to see Melo get one over Harden?
1: <sighs> it's a very tough one. I mean, if you're going to put me in that scenario, um, yeah, I want to say Melo. I'm going to say Melo because. Melo is my—he's like my middle guy, because when I was young, I'm AI all day, AI all day. Then I fell in love with Melo. Melo's been my guy. I've—I've I've, I've seen the entire journey, you know, even to the point where he gets kicked out of the league for absolutely no reason whatsoever, and still comes back and and just be is Carmelo Anthony. I was even rocking the Melo shoes when he was out in Denver, you know, the powder, different powder blue Jordans and whatnot, you know, North Carolina colors, but it was it was the Denver colors, um. And as much as I love James Harden, yeah, that, yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go Mellow. Even though James Harden's championship celebration would probably be like amazing, I could see him having like his own random pop up concert with all these artists that he's touring fronts with right now and everything. But yeah, nah, I'm 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 gonna go with Mello on that one for sure. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's 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 how I view it. Cause uh. Mello's my guy, man. He deserves it.
0: Yeah. Let's see. Ninety-eight point five WJYN, Running Back Sports.
4: Hey, it's Jordan. Hey,
0: Jordan, what's going on, up, hey, Jordan.
4: What's up, my guy?
1: Chilling, chilling.
4: I mean, I, I mean, listen, man. This is very a, a very interesting uh, free agency. If I if I if I do say so myself, but I'm not gonna lie. I'm kind of concerned for you guys because you guys are not even in the mix. If you really think about it. Can I put y'all? I, I can't even put y'all ahead of Chicago or even uh, Atlanta, because you know they're coming back. So I'm really concerned about you guys and
0: Ooh, what y'all, what, y'all going to do. Because, but oh no, no, go 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 ahead, go ahead. I'll let you finish your point. My bad.
4: Yeah, but what I'm saying is that I mean the, the what you call it earlier as reported, Danny Green hasn't hasn't reached a, a new deal with you guys. We, uh, I mean, you don't know about the Ben Simmons situation. And, and if I were to say <clears throat> about the Ben Simmons situation, I'd rather you, you deal with that now, at least before the, the training camp, because you don't want to harden 2.0. Remember, as reported, they have, the 76ers and Ben Simmons have even spoken to each other since the end of the season. You don't know where his mind state is at. You don't know where his feelings is at, to, particularly towards the team. You had a coach that said after the game, after the, the, the last game in Game Seven, I don't know if he could be a point guard for a championship. You have his teammate saying some, saying something about, saying publicly about his play that he basically gave up. So you don't know what his mind state is at, and you don't want a Harden two Do you want a guy that he could probably be disgruntled, and they could cause a lot of, I don't know, probably friction within the locker room, particularly because you don't know what this guy is thinking. So I I'd, I'd, I'd rather you guys deal with that before training cap, before before it's too late before it, you can you can't keep him until the trade deadline. You don't want to harden 2.0. So that's where I'm at with it.
1: Yeah, nah, I agree, man. It's it's tough. I, the, as we talked about earlier, one of our other callers, it's just been A little frustrating you're getting all these notifications about teams and where players are going and none of them are going to your team i mean as of right now just furcon corkmaz and uh andre drummond Drummond. that's it that's all we've that's all we've heard of right now so as of like yeah like we uh, george hill's leaving we're probably going to lose out on danny green dwight howard is already in la he's a laker you know already cracking jokes talking about ben bend your knees you know and everything but it, it's frustrating right now. But I mean, as the Sixers are still constructed, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump the gun and already say Chicago is already ahead of us. I mean, if we come back with that same Sixers squad last year, just unfortunately we're adding <laughs> uh, Drummond. I mean, that still puts us a bit ahead of Chicago, if we're being honest. Like I mean, despite Ben Simmons's woes in the playoffs and not being able to even hack it in the fourth quarter whatsoever, I mean, in in the event that the Sixers don't trade Ben Simmons I mean at this point he's been embarrassed in front of the entire world He's he's been a stock of the NBA since he's had that moment I feel like if if anything should motivate him it should be that so if they are stuck with him and then you know unfortunately it took this for him to finally turn into that player that the Sixers have been asking him to be or shoot even being motivated to see that okay Giannis doesn't shoot jump shots either Maybe all I got to do is just be aggressive and continue to get my guys involved. Who who knows literally what is going through Ben Simmons' mind at this point. But if we can't find a suitable trader, I mean a, I mean a suitable deal for him, unfortunately, I'm not I don't know if I want to settle for a Malcolm Brogdon and Karis LeVert f- in a number 1 pick for Ben Simmons. I don't know how much that actually makes us better.
4: I agree. I agree. I think because when I looked at it from a st- I looked at it from a standpoint of I'm looking at it, and they're saying, "Oh, they want a a harden a harden type of deal for Ben for Ben Simmons." At first, I'm like, "Okay," but if you if you look at it from this perspective, I can't compare James Harden and, 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 and Ben Simmons. How you, you can't want to play one on one together. Who the hell? Do, who do you got winning that in, in, in the pickup game?
1: Uh, James Harden.
4: <laughs> Ex- exactly. So you look at it from that perspective, but then you have to look at it from. Excuse me. You have. You still have a, a guy in in, in, in who's still in his prime. Mm-hmm. So I can understand where you want to contend. That's why when I said that you got, I can't look at y'all past the Chicago Atlanta. I mean the chip. I mean go, like getting out of the East with those monsters within the Bucks within Brooklyn. And then you got to look at Miami, who I think getting P.J. Tucker BJ Tucker was a great pickup. That that can't be slapped on. But when you look at it from that perspective, it's yeah, like you want to wanna, you ball, wanna get the best possible deal for him, which I can understand. I, I will say this, that I would not count on Golden State. That's the team I would not count on. Because if I'm hearing that Steph Curry is about to re-up,
0: Oh, he or already read pre- up two hundred and fifteen yeah, mil. Pre- Fif- sh- like Fifty mil a year, that, man.
4: Me, because of course, Steph Curry has to be involved with everything that they do. So him reading up with Golden State, probably Bob Myers, probably the front office. They know something that they know something that because free agency is not over. We still don't know Kawhi Leonard. Uh, we don't know what what's gonna happen. He probably knows something that we are not sure of. This probably talks as we speak about this about a, a potential suitor that can help Golden State, which probably could be Ben Simmons. So I keep an eye out on that. So probably that could be that could be the case, or so probably a three-team deal where they could probably get another star to compliment Ben and try. I mean Ben to complement Embiid to. To revolve around Embiid and possibly to buy Harris, even though I'm hearing that they're shopping for him as well. So I don't know what y'all doing. I don't know if y'all going to blow it up. I don't know what's going to happen, but I I would keep my eye on Golden State. I would not sleep on
0: them. Yeah. But honestly, if I'm if I'm Sixer if I'm Sixer Nation here, listen. I'm still holding out um, because I don't think any deals is going to happen now for them because the Olympics are still going on. But I do think that once he comes back and he gets a lay of the land, especially now with Norman Powell getting that $90 million to stay for another five years in Portland, I still think Daryl Morley's holding now for a possible Damian Lillard trade. That's what I think. Because for both parties, it makes sense. Ben Simmons gets a complete change of scenery. He's going to be a, around a bunch of shooters where he doesn't need to shoot. He can go ahead and try to help mask the biggest problem for Portland, which is defense. And then here comes Damian Lillard. And he gets to play with a legitimate uh, partner in crime of Joel Embiid, which helps Joel Embiid's usage rate. So he doesn't have to go ahead and create every single shot, and has to grit and grind for every bucket that he get, which helps him um, lower his usage rate and maybe makes him a lot more explosive defensively because he has the energy for it. And even still, then you still it's still Doc Rivers' team, so there's still going to be defense by a dozen, even. Anchored by Joel and B. I still think that's probably the biggest uh, domino still waiting to fall is probably uh, a Damian Lillard trade, and I think Darren Morley knows that, and I think he knows that if I can't get Damian Lillard, then I'm not getting rid of Ben Simmons because no other trade in this trade market right now makes any sense outside of tra- us trying to get Damian Lillard.
4: But here's my here's my retort to that. Okay, you could let's say in the perfect world, in the perfect trade, you get Dame Lillard. Does that really get y'all out of the East? Does that get y'all out the hump? And before you answer that, before you think about that, think about this. Damian Lillard, we all know that his offense is his defense. We all, know that, we all know this, but he's not much of a point guard, particularly as a playmaker where he could set up guys to make their own shot or set up guys to get their shot. Remember, you've heard rumors, countless rumors, about him getting another playmaker, particularly in Draymond Green. Well, let's look at Draymond Green. He might not be the greatest scorer ever, of course, but what if he does he do so well? One of the top defensive one of the top defensive players in the league. A point center, a point forward basically, one of the best playmakers in the league. That's what you put next to Dame Lillard. It's another playmaker along with him. So possibly I could you could do that and you try to get Dame Lillard, but I still think that you need another piece, particularly to get out the East, I'm talking about getting out the East, not competing for, not 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 going to the playoffs. I'm talking about compete for the East, get out of the East, and onto the finals. That's what I'm thinking about. So I think yeah, if you get Dame Lillard, that'll be a plus, a, a plus a extra. But I still think that you need complementary pieces around that team to get over the hump, particularly against the Bucks and uh, Brooklyn and Lakers man the Lakers look very formidable That's, i mean mellow, you got all these you got all these veterans going in there and what that reminds me of of my team it reminds me of the the Dallas Mavericks 2011 team because if you remember that team that was a really old squad with a young uh what's his name uh, uh Tyson Chandler and and, and a young JJ J. Barea Everybody else, the, Jay, the Jason Terrys, the Jason Kids of the world, they were, in their, they were basically in their late 30s, 36, 36. Jason Kidd was 37 when he won his first championship. So I think they're following that type of formula where they're getting a lot of vets who can play as, you know, as far as, as to win a championship. The Westbrook situation is going to be very interesting. I'm interested to see that because I think it's all based on his decision-making. His decision-making is what is what I think is going to be the key because as you heard I don't know if you guys heard this article basically he originally wanted to pay up with Kawhi Leonard but Kawhi Leonard chose Paul George to come to, to come in to LA to the Clippers what we see today my point is is that if you really think about it Russ hasn't really changed his game he hasn't really changed his game since we've seen it in OKC, if you really think about it. But it's this decision-making. Remember, back in 2016, they go up against Golden State, 3-1. and one. What happened? Game 5, Kevin Durant and, and, and Russell Westbrook, they're looking at each other like, who's gonna, who wants the most credit? Which discombobulated everything, and Golden State basically went to their matchups and said, okay, let Russ and KD do all the work. So I think it's much more of Westbrook's decision-making this time around, pairing up with LeBron James. Let's not mention the, the plethora of great players that Russell Westbrook has been playing over the years, over the years basically. But I think the decision-making will be the decisive, decisive factor that is going to win the champ to make it work, basically, in L.A., pairing with LeBron in A.B.
1: Yeah, I, I think they'll be fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to give players – I'm not going to rag on players anymore, uh, especially about how they're going to play with upcoming teams, especially since how we saw James Harden completely change his game going from Houston to, to Brooklyn. So I'm not going to say that anymore because, for all we know, Westbrook might be the missing piece for, for L.A. I mean, I'm not saying he's going to come down and knock threes. That's I'm not saying that. But he c- might actually turn into a traditional point guard – that they mean mm-hmm.
0: But I will say this about Russell Westbrook. He look, he kinda the triple doubles it helped the with. it was the reason why they got to the playoffs. His ability to not only attack the rim but also set up the offense, get everybody else involved, was a fundamental reason why they make why they ultimately made it to the playoffs. So but you, have to you question might
4: his decision making though. That's the thing. He's making some questionable decision at the last minute. Not cl- he He's not, not going to have the ball saying.
1: in his hands. He's he he's not. At
4: closing,
0: I should say. Le- LeBron, see the I, double. I, I, d- I'm, I'm listening. I will say that he's I not right the ball in his. I'm about to say I'm. I would pay money to see that practice, that first practice. He's like, Yo, Russ Ball. I'm like,
1: <sharp inhale> Nah. Yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's
0: King James. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Ultimately, because he's the. I, I think it's more so of like, all right, they have they have a lot of respect. They. They got together basically to team up. Basically, had, they met at his house. Ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, you look at the Lakers as LeBron's team, basically.
1: Exactly. So of
4: course, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to say it's gonna be. I'm not gonna. We can't assume that it's gonna be like catastrophic. That it's not gonna work. But I think there has to be some sort of. Not has to be a agreement. But I think they're gonna figure it out. Basically, is what I'm saying. They'll figure it out. Yeah, I think they'll be fine. He's not gonna be the one to make the decisions, especially in the last quarter.
1: They got 82 games to figure it out, and they have uh, maybe the first round of the playoffs to figure it out, because they're going to blow through the regular season with no issues.
4: Mm. I got to say, I was listening to y'all about this SummerSlam thing. Uh, I mean, the Bill Goldberg and and Lashley...
1: Horrible! I didn't even know you were a wrestling guy. Let's go, Jordan.
4: <laughs> I mean, like, if it if it was if it was twenty years ago when he came back, particularly when he when he's in his let's say early thirties, late thirties, when he basically came back in 03 and we saw the 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 the, the spear, hurled, spear, hurled around the world when he speared the Rock, basically. If it was that in his prime versus Bobby Lashley, that's box office. Now. Him versus Bobby Lashley, I don't like it for Bobby. I hope they have some sort of backup plan leading up to WrestleMania where somehow they could land some sort of deal to get Brock Lesnar to come. Because I think that was the—that's the that's what we all came to see once he signed, once he returned to WWE. Lashley, Brock. That's it. That's what we want to see. So I think hopefully it's a backup plan. I understand. I don't know what they they looking for star power, particularly because it's SummerSlam. You want to draw you want to draw casuals. You want to draw attention. You want to draw views. But I don't think I, I just because ultimately what it's going to be like what ten minutes? Cause, Not cause even. That's usually how his how his matches has been ended for the last couple of years. If
1: if we're if we're adding if we're adding uh, what am I saying? Um. I, oh, if we're adding their entrances, yeah, ten minutes all together.
4: At the very least, at the very least, as far as like Roman versus Roman versus John Cena, I'm not. Th- I'm not too mad at it, even though we've seen it before. I'm not too mad of it. of it, bec- I'm not too mad at it because basically now, we now see the definitive heel versus baby face, and I think that's what theoretically that's what all. But that's what they've been looking for, particularly just to see who which one can which one is the definitive heel and the baby face so basically, I think that should be okay. I'm really looking forward to edge and Seth violence. I think that could be something
1: they could they could possibly steal the show i mean this is this is the yeah. type of uh, match I've been kind of waiting to see edge in. Because Edge, he looks completely different from his last run. He's got a little bit more muscle. He seems yeah. a little bit more mobile. So seeing him with the, I'd say, Seth Rollins isn't really a, a high flyer, but he's a hybrid. Seeing him right. with a guy like this, with the kind of the AJ Styles wrestling background a bit, I think it it, it could possibly be a five-star match.
4: Absolutely. And it's the thing about it, the storytelling, too, Edge. Edge
1: has been fantastic with his storytelling since returning so i would love to see how that plays out in the ring because it's been great
0: i really hope that the talent there is really taking notes about how to tell a story for sure because at this point i don't like every everybody nowadays can go in the ring everybody's athletic everybody can go 20 25 matches but what is your ring psychology can you tell a story edge like not my opinion that's to me Everybody in the WWE right now who is not being really showcased right now should be taking lessons from John Cena, should be taking lessons from Edge, how to tell a story, the ring psychology, how to cut a promo, how to get fans invested. Because I, I think that that's the biggest thing missing. It's like if everybody can you know do a moonsault, assault, if everybody can go to a ring 25, 25 minutes, then what exactly is making you stand out to be special?
1: Yeah. And even even these guys today, they don't even have characters anymore like don't get me wrong like okay if you're a ramped up version of yourself that's cool but still you still need to have a solid character they don't have solid characters anymore any believable Mm -hmm. characters and half the time you don't even know these guys entrance musics anymore because they change every freaking week like when Keith Lee first made his return back if he had his old entrance music that place would have blew the roof off but it's like who is this and it's like oh there he is the entrance uh, music, I think, is so amazing. Just think about as a kid. To this day, when I hear glass shatter, I don't know what to do but throw my uh. middle finger up in the air because that's the first thing that makes me think of is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Or we
0: hear that gong. Undertaker. Or if you hear <laughs> if you smell. If you hear time <laughs> to play the game, you know. Can
1: you dig it, sucker? You know who's coming out, even Edge. Cut
4: Angle. You yeah, you're right.
1: Yup. Yeah. So that's another thing. It's just it's so many things that could truly improve the product. They got to develop stars and actually stick to theme musics. That's, that, that's what it comes down to. I remember that one Royal Rumble where uh, Seth Rollins came out. I wasn't sure if it was him or Bailey coming out because the beginning of their music sounded exactly the oh. same. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know who was coming out. I'm like, who is this? Oh, uh,
0: pers-
1: go ahead, Jordan. Is there
4: a is hint that the that the the demon is coming?
1: Nah, he... Oh, I, oh, I'm not sure. I don't want to see the demon anymore. Not against... Not, they, you can't bring out the demon for Baron Corbin. I'm good. That's true. I'm That's good. True. If, it, if it's the like demon, really it's got to be something big.
4: I, I agree. I feel like they really missed the mark with Dallas. That could have been money if they would have did it correctly. I feel like Triple H, he knows... I think Triple H knows how to develop guys more, more than Vince, to be honest with you. I'd rather watch NXT... More than WWE, everybody knows that the NXT is pa- is particularly better than than WWE, as far as what you guys have been talking about storytelling, character, mm-hmm. and what has been missing particularly when we used to watch in the early two thousands. So I just feel like I I really think that WWE they missed the mark with Finn Balor, particularly with that with that character. I think they could have did something with that, For or sure. made it more bigger, basically. Yeah, they. But they I would say this: this the I think with the edge and back to the edge and Rollins thing, remember what you would call it? edge and remember edge in the early 2000s, one of the, like, you could argue one of the best rivalries was edge and John Cena. It's not top 10. One of the best, it was one of the best rivalries back in, in the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. I feel like edge could with edge and Rollins edge has that, that ability to peel something out of the character. So if you could peel something out of Seth Rollins, because you could look at him as probably as a as Seth Rollins as a young Edge, particularly not 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 as much. We all know he's the Messiah and everything, but you could probably help him peel something out of him that could particularly could be a, that could be a, that could be the steal of the night. I agree with you guys. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a that's could be a that's going to be a five star match in my opinion.
1: I agree. I'm with you on that one for sure. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, guys. I was, it's good talking to you.
1: It's been a minute. Jordan, man, we
0: always appreciate your calls.
4: All right, bro. Thank you, guys. So next time.
3: All right, take All right,
0: care, bro. bro. And you're listening to 98.5 WJ1. Yeah, running back sports show. Sports for the culture. you want to call to join the discussion. We're still at it. Of
1: course. Yep. 215-763-9596. Before we get back into the next thing, the people, of course, they can't see you when you come in with, y- with your sports attire. Can you let the people know what you rocking today?
0: Oh, um, so... Um, I got a Fanatics uh card for I believe it was my birthday, mm-hmm. uh twenty five dollars. So I'd use that, and a little bit of my own money to get this uh shirt with uh Justin Fields shirt. Okay. Main reason why I got it because, number one, I've been a big fan of Justin Fields since Ohio State.
1: I mean, and you're an Ohio State guy.
0: Yeah. So I told myself um, that as long as he doesn't go with a division rival, I'm this is the first I'm I'm getting this I'm getting this kid's shirt. shirt. Okay. jersey. Alright. And number two, it's a sentimental value. Um, my my cousin passed away f- uh, about over a month or so ago, and he was a big time Bears fan. So, uh. so I'm like, it's it was a little because I'm honestly I was looking forward to you know, if the Eagles weren't playing around that time, I was gonna just gonna you know just go to his house and just you know watch a Bears game with him because now we actually have a mutual thing to root for together. Right. But you know, unfortunately, his passing. Um, he was about he was in his late 40s, so mm. he went around real young. Yeah. So it's a sentimental value for me cuz um so that's why I have this shirt definitely bless up now now now
1: you actually get a free pass to support the bears that's that's how I uh, that's how I was when my my uncle passed he was a big dodgers fan and um you know we can't stand the dodgers but it's like you know what i'm a rock with them i'm a rock with them i'm to rock with them so i always got a little bit of love in my heart for the Dodgers because that was my uncle's squad. He couldn't stand the Phillies and would always <laughs> talk that talk about the Dodgers. So when they had won the World Series just recently, I'm like, it's about doggone time they done it for you. Because I know my uncle would have been losing his mind, talking mad trash, talking about the Dodgers finally getting a a mm-hmm. win. But thinking back, um, randomly about the historic the, his history of the Dodgers, I see why a lot of Black people are Dodgers fans and passed down because. Jackie Robson. so it's like, how could I
0: freaking forget that? Yeah, and uh, I have a Dodger shirt at my house. It's somewhere around my house. i because like back when we was in school, we had you know the NBS trip to all the California, and one of our and one of the trips that we um, tr- had was a trip to Dodger Stadium. So I got to saw the seats. I saw Vince Scully's booth, and when I went to the store, I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Uh, I'm just gonna buy myself a, a little Dodgers memorabilia.
1: As you should. Yeah.
0: As you should. Rock it all day. All right, so yeah, so the people
1: got your got your Justin's Phil shirts on. Yeah, wow. yeah,
0: you know I mean that's what's up. That's solid, solid. Yeah, and I'm just and I'm just at a point where it's like, I know I'm an Eagles fan. I got nothing to prove that ain't nobody else. At but point. at this point, it's like, yeah, yeah. if I'm ge- if, I, if I'm getting like sports attire, I'm gonna get some rock on my favorite player. So you yeah. know, maybe down the line you might see me in a, in in a throwback, maybe uh, Houston Oilers Steve McNair jersey. Yeah. Steve McNair was my favorite. Uh. Quarterback growing up,
1: nothing wrong with that. Steve McNair was the guy. Yeah, he was the guy. I always loved. Steve yeah, McNair. yeah.
0: You might you might see me in that. Maybe a Frank Wycheck jersey, man. Or well, yeah. well, who knows? Man. I I'm loving these new generation of quarterbacks. So you might see him in a Patrick Mahomes shirt. So
1: yeah. hey, listen. What I'm what I what I plan to bring out this fall, I might start rocking hockey jerseys because I mm. love some of the hockey jersey designs or whatnot. Get yourself like a quality fitted to go with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, throw some jeans on and some Vans was chilling for the fall.
0: Yeah. Oh, speaking of hockey, um, uh, for anybody who didn't know, uh, I had the I had the honor of interviewing yes um a black woman hockey player last week on um, on off air uh Mr. Rua Tinker who uh, is a defenseman for the Toronto Six. Um, the interviews um on Apple Podcasts and Anchor where we upload our shows every single time that we do it, but it to me it was probably one of my favorite interviews I've done. I got the pleasure of interviewing you know people players that I've um you know, we went to college with, head coaches. I got an opportunity to ask head co- coach Brian Flores a question, uh, for senior bowl, you know, a bunch of uh NFL prospects. Um, you know, before they got into the league, but Savora Tanker has probably had to be one of my favorite interview that I did. Um I learned about her background. I learned, you know, she was an eighth sport athlete coming out of high school, so I Sheesh. asked her um the reason why uh she stuck with hockey because it was her dad's favorite sport. But um the biggest thing, the reason why I wanted to interview her was because she came out with a podcast called the Shut Up and Play Podcast, which highlights uh, African American athletes about using their voice, uh, using their voice and using their platform to bring awareness and change towards uh, social justice issues. So she talked about Colin Kaepernick in the first interview. She talked to a few uh, Olympians who uh, a few Olympians as well. So getting you know to learn her background um why she went to yale she also talked about an important piece about you know mental health and why it's important that uh, she you know continues her uh, sessions with a therapist and you know it overall it was just a really good interview um That's dope. probably one of my favorite ones so if you guys got an opportunity to listen to it i appreciate the feedback and if you have it it's available on anchor and apple podcast exactly where we put our shows every single time that we're done here yeah
1: Ever. definitely go ahead and check it out that's that's awesome, yo yeah that's definitely
0: pretty dope, yeah so listen, man um we're just we're just two black um listen, we're just two people of color, just you know, just trying to make it um uh, three of karma's here,
1: uh-huh yeah,
0: so we listen, man, listen slowly but surely, December first will be two years since we've been doing this show here, so yeah, we have been we've had the pleasure of of interviewing. You know, multiple talents, mostly Kai Carlin. We appreciate always his input as well. Uh, you know, Jeff Bauer from the sports narrative. A uh, couple of guys, f- a couple of my guys from inside the hash, has been calling in to get their f- their insights as well. And you know, our, our callers, man. You know, both Jordans, Warren, my dad. I we we appreciate you guys. We really do. Absolutely. We can't do that. We can't do that without you. Of course, love
1: love our folks, loves our love our supporters as well. Yeah. We just gotta keep on pushing. That's all it yeah. comes down to. Um, I wanted to ask you a little bit because it was definitely one of the hottest topics last week. Wanted to dig in a little bit more about the uh mental mental health, and and sports. What's how do you, how do you feel? How does Christopher feel about mental health and sports? Do you do you agree with what Simone Biles did last week? Like, how, how what's what's your take on it?
0: No, I agree because if you're not mentally right, it doesn't matter how physically ready you are. Because you can, because there are certain instances when where you're just having a bad day, you're just not into doing anything. So it's like, what else? It was like, all right, I'm not mentally, I'm just not having it today. I'm just gonna lay in bed all day. And sometimes you just have a bad day. I would support Simone Biles because uh, her Naomi Osaka, especially you know NBA players as well, has definitely you know been on the forefront about mental health as well. But I just the one thing I still can't stand to this day is is how tone deaf uh, fans are when it comes to this issue. Yeah. I don't care how much money they're making, I don't care if they're making seven, eight figures, I don't care if this is quote unquote this is what they sign up for when they make it to the Olympics and when they qualify for. If you are not right mentally, then take the time off that you need to get right. Yeah. Because if you're not right mentally, it doesn't matter how ready physically that you are. You can't do your job well. I mean, here's the thing. Like, well, like, "Well, if I was in her position, you're not in your, you're not in her position. You never will be in her position. You're just a guy with a Twitter feed with 100 followers. Who cares about your opinion? And probably can't even touch your toes." Yeah, my thing is is that you guys fake cost to get off to get off work, and you're complaining about Simone Biles taking a mental health day during the Olympics. I mean, mental health just doesn't is not immune to celebrities and athletes. It happens to everybody. It's not. Pl- it's not. Pre. It's not pre-planned. You don't schedule it. So, God, just just show some de- human decency.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the thing that I feel like has been lacking throughout a lot of this entire pandemic, in my opinion, was human decency. Um, one thing for me, no matter what, especially coming up in the culture that we come up in, where especially as black men, we're kind of programmed since day one not to really show emotion if i see any person of color taking a step to the forefront and promoting mental health i'm with it 150 percent i do not care because that's such a stigma in our culture where like even just the possibility of going out to seek mental health can be viewed as something that's white i've heard of something like that before i've heard it several times mm. and it's just like no like what do you mean that's white like no get help like it's it's a real thing i i I say this a million times like you think of a, a young a young boy he falls right first thing he does when he falls you pick him up you brush him off you say you're good big boys don't cry stuff like that to make sure he doesn't cry but yet that's holding in his emotion but then if it's a little girl who does something very similar and it's like, hey, go ahead, let it out. It's okay. Let me let me kiss your boo-boo. Make it feel better. You know, just real true nurturing. But at the end of the day, that's something that we've been dealing with, especially as African-American men, since day one. So as far as what Simone Biles did, I'm for it. I'm for it. Mental health is so, it's so crucial. And people discount it so much. And one of my biggest problems with it, especially when it comes to sp- uh, sports and entertainment... Is that, like you said, these people—they are human beings at the end of the day. I don't care about how much money they make; they're still humans. They have human problems, et cetera, et cetera. But the problem is, you gotta. Some of these fans—they have to stop looking at these people as like their entertainment toy, like their entertainment toy that takes them away from their actual real life problems. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's unfair for you, as a fan, to have an escape. And then you get upset at the athlete who's taking their time off because of mental health or bringing politics into it. But you, that fan, you're like, oh, no, I want to escape from from this. I want to escape from that. I don't want to hear about politics. I hear it here. I see it there. I don't want to worry about this. I don't want to worry about that. You just entertain me. And it's like, nah, bro, you got to look past that. Because that's just not realistic. Because at the end of the day, these people are human beings. They have feelings. They have, you know, tumultuous upbringings. Just, just like any other person who deals with problems at all. So that's what it also comes down to. Like these people aren't just your entertainment pawns.
0: Yeah, they're not just figures for your amusement. In the end, when they, when LeBron James takes that number tw- 23 jersey, he's a man. Yeah. When Simone Biles, you know, takes off the lead and comes home for the Olympics, she's a black woman. Exactly. Exactly. So, so I, we have to knock it off, and that's a real excellent point where we were like, as black men, we're treated to like, you know, we have to be a man. We can't let anything affect us. Mm-hmm. And it's like, especially like, cause I grew up in a church household. Yeah. It's like every single, and it's like I feel like most people can understand where I'm coming from for this. So like more often than not, where it's like, if I'm dealing with something that I don't know how to deal with, everybody's it, like, oh, it's okay, just pray on it. I'm like, right. I'm like God. God gonna take care of it. God gonna take care of me. I'm like, y- yeah, but it's like a, a therapist helps too. Yeah, <laughs> it, doesn't
1: it doesn't. It doesn't. And this is another thing. I'm not trying to get too biblical or religious or anything like this, but there's there's nothing wrong with like going after what you pray for. Like mm-hmm. praying and just sitting back and waiting doesn't make sense. Like you pray and you still work. It's a fam- It's to me, it's a famous line and it, all, it always resonates with me, especially when I hear the uh, song Amen by Drake, well, by Meek Mill featuring Drake. And he is this line that Drake says, he says, I'm the type to say a prayer, then go pray for what I pray for. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's not even, <laughs> it's not, it's that simple. Like you still got to put the time in, in the work. So in that sense, I've heard that. I still hear that when I talk to my grandmom. She'll give me a Bible verse to read and say, "Hey, put it. it got God, got to take care of it." I get that, but I'm, a, I'm gonna work at it too. Like mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm gonna put some, I'm gonna put some effort into this too. I'm not just gonna sit here and wait with my hand out and hope that it all works out.
4: Yeah.
1: Mhm. But yeah, been hearing that since day. Boy, I know too. <laughs> boy, shoot. Yeah, I man. My grandma get reading the scripture and the daily bread to me and whatnot. Oh boy. Sh- next thing you know, I'm on the phone two hours. uh, uh-uh, know. No. Uh-uh. no. <laughs> <laughs> Can't do it. Yeah. But yeah, man. Um, but mental, if like I said, any any person of color taking mental health serious is that's a plus for me. Yeah. Like one of, one of my running jokes is when when I was uh, working at the bank last year, one of my running jokes was like I'm taking a load management day, and most people when I said that knew exactly what I meant. <laughs> and 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 y- how can you even look at me away by saying I'm taking a load management day? You you got an idea what it is, especially if you follow sports, you know exactly what load management day is. Yeah. And I would do that pretty much each month on whatever friday that fall on um the week where i didn't have to work on saturday i don't care <laughs> i needed it
0: <laughs> yeah and i think that's one of the things that i've learned especially since this pandemic uh hit last year is that i need to manage my mental health better cuz like when it happened and i was out of work um i did nothing but just drink all day cuz i had nothing else to do but it's yeah. like Looking at my mom, looking at my sister, I'm like, yo, this isn't healthy for me. Because if I just drink all day, I'm like, I'm not going to be in the right mental space. Just drinking to get drunk. I'm like, uh, if I'll, that's why like I stopped cutting back. I'm like, all right, dude, I'll just do it at least once or twice a week. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Like, every day is, like, overkill. And it's like, once I stop doing that, I start to do some, I do the little things to, like, you know, make me happy. It's like, uh, I went back on like i used to draw a lot growing up so it's like i'm like you know what i'm not gonna turn on the tv today i'm just gonna draw I'm like honing my honing on my hobbies honing on my skills yeah like i'm i'm not gonna watch tv like i'm not gonna play this video game like i normally do i'm just gonna work on this logo for the show that i'm doing yeah so just doing just a little thing little things that are just different from what my normal routine is like it, it helped me like mentally because now like all right cool like i'm not falling after my old habits because i think one of the things for me and my mental health is that i fall into old habits Mm -hmm. and when i fall into my own habits i'm not in the right space of mind. so that's why like i have to do something different every day
1: i get that yeah Yeah, i'm with you i was i was similar throughout the pandemic as well and that's why um i'm like you you know how women are obsessed with target yeah i'm kind of like that but but five below so i will get caught in five below just doing random stuff so next thing you know like in a pandemic i'm buying coloring books i'm buying sudoku i'm getting crossword puzzles word searches because it was like it was pretty similar for me as well it's just like i didn't know what the heck was going on but i just would throw on my headphones listen to some music and next thing you know i'm coloring spider-man <laughs> but yeah. i didn't realize how therapeutic that was and i figured that out on my own of just yeah. how to you know take care of my mental health in
0: certain ways yeah and oh that's oh the music's really important also because i had to find the right kind of music to listen to to make sure that i'm like all right cool this listening to this is therapeutic for, for me. sure puts me in the right space of mind
1: yeah i agree I, it, the music does so much it, it like people don't understand how much music does for like people like i'm the i'll be honest like I've, I've, i'm a changed man but back in like my 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 heartbreak days, I'd call it. I ain't listen to no R and I'm like, I listen to no R and B a lot of future, and that's just how I was just out here thugging. But now I listen to R and B all the time. Yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I love R and B. Yeah, love listening by love. Yeah. <laughs> and whatnot. But now nah, you're right. There, certain musics will have you feeling away. Yeah, and putting you in a in a different mind state. Mhm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'm at. That's why I like I add music because I got a YouTube Premium, so I add music every day. To my playlist Because I am going to Houston Well um, oh like, yeah When are you doing that again? Um, I'm I'm leaving thir- Thursday night And I'll be back on Wednesday Not this Thursday No uh, Following Thursday Okay alright Bet you gonna have fun Yeah so We're gonna spend about Two days there um, In Houston And then we're gonna Go to New Orleans And then we're just gonna uh, fly back from Houston.
1: Oh, word! I heard um a lot of them in Houston are definitely Megan thick, so uh, watch out. Oh yeah, there. I heard
0: that too. You know what I mean? <laughs> <They're> definitely <laughs> Megan thick, so you better be uh, speak, speak careful. Of, yeah. Uh, speaking of that, you saw that picture with uh, her and Bianca Belair together? I did. Yeah, I and I'm just it. like, yo, like Bianca is, she look, but I'm like, but compared to Megan, like, woof. Right. That's wh- that's how you know, like. I
1: watch WWE and I'm like, mm, Bianca Blair is nice. And then it's like, I see her next to Megan. I'm like, whoa, Megan's really a stallion. Like, I get why she's named Megan the Stallion. She is not a tiny girl. Yeah. And hold on, speaking of Megan the Stallion, you see um, the crowd at Lollapalooza La yeah. in Chicago? That's insane. Over 180,000 people there. Yo, that, that that's probably the biggest super spreader event in the world. The I don't even know how people feel comfortable even being around crowds like that. That's that's just too much for me. Nah. Especially with the Delta variant out there on the rise. No, nah, I'm good, bro. Yeah.
0: No, I, I saw like a I saw one picture where it's like everybody's pulled up in the gate. I saw one person with their mask on. It was a black woman. And I'm like, alright, cool.
1: I mean, yeah, I get it, but still, I don't even want to put myself in that situation. That's
0: why... Oh, no, I agree with that, but...
1: I was just talking to you off air about like not even going to SmackDown coming in September because I don't know how comfortable I feel about being inside of a enclosed building with sixteen thousand people. Like that that nah, I'm good off that. <laughs> I, I I just don't know. Even even uh I think it was l- two weeks ago I went to the supermarket by mistake without my mask. I felt like an absolute dirt ball. Like I started like trying to put my ma- my shirt over my face and I'm realized okay this isn't helping. Now I'm just taking like random deep breaths, walking past a a uh, uh, an aisle full of bread. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm just holding my breath. I'm like, all right, let me let me just hurry up and get the heck out of here because this is ridiculous. Yeah. So now I can't go. I realize there's o- there's certain places I cannot go, like without a mask. Like, hey, I'll maybe I'll stop into like my mom's house briefly, but I always got my mask in my pocket. Mm-hmm. But always got three, four masks in the car. But I I
0: I'm not good yet. Yeah. I'm not good with that at all. Yeah, it just it just depends on where I go. Like if I do go to SmackDown, I'm I am gonna carry a mask. I'm probably gonna be wearing it. Yeah.
1: If you do, go give me a call no. first before you buy the tickets. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Just give me a ring, a holler. If you do, I'll let me – I'll think about it. But I'm just uh, – I'm
0: just uh, – I'm sorry. It's the first SmackDown since well over a year and a half ago because I was at Elimination Chamber. You were at Elimination Chamber too, right? No,
1: nah, no. Nah, the last one – the last live event, I want to say I went to – I don't even remember bro it wasn't wrestlemania though i went to a live event after that but it wasn't wrestlemania it wasn't my last live event that i went to yeah but
0: to me like uh number one i'm just glad i'm glad it's smackdown but number two like to me god yeah so for me the big thing for me is that it's not just the show it's after the show where it's like everybody be going outside and just watching the, the cars go by and Hopefully, you know, you get, like, a wrestler to come in, you know, take pictures, sign autographs, whatnot.
1: True. Who knows? Xfinity Live could be a vibe after, too. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Because wrestling fans are definitely a vibe. Mm-hmm. Ever since I experienced those wrestling fans down in New Orleans for WrestleMania that year, man, I'm like, yo, the wrestling community's lit. Yeah. It's super lit. So now you got me thinking. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Still uncertain.
0: Yeah. I think one, the one of the best wrestling experiences here in Philly was they had NXT at the uh, Tower Theater on oh 69th Street. God. Not that place. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, but, like, it was good. So, it's, like, everybody else, like, as soon, like, but after the show, we, we got on 69th Street train afterwards, and, like, me and my homies, like, as soon as we hear that train close, you're like, oh! Yep. 69th
1: Street. Good times, man. Yeah. So, um, wow, we have uh, two minutes left. I yeah. guess we weren't pleased with the Sixers draft picks. Um, I like. <laughs> we Jada. didn't even talk about it. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, I, I'll I'll do rapid rounds. I like I like Jaden Springer. I do like the third guy. We got uh, Charles Vasley. Yeah. Uh, 17, 11 coming out of college. I feel like Drummond stays here for a year. They develop him into like the D league system. He becomes the backup center yeah. next year. Um, and as far as my early rookie of the year picks, going Jalen Suggs, Orlando Magic. Yeah, I mean he's gonna ha- he's gonna have the
1: green light to fire it off. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know, yeah, we'll I'm we'll see. I'm I curious to see how Orlando figures that out because they got him, Cole Anthony, and Suggs. I'm curious Markel faults too. Yeah, Markel Fultz coming back. Some
1: Markell's probably playing the two if he's if he's one hundred percent yeah. when he comes back. And yeah, I'm c- you didn't really talk about uh the Furcon sign. Oh. Yeah, I know that's your
0: guy. I mean he's making five million a year. I mean that's Money. yeah. So that's exactly where. I th- thought he was going to end up. McConnell got paid? Yeah. TJ. Yeah, but listen, y'all laugh at Furcon right now, but you ain't going to be laughing at these 10 points shooting 40% from three. I mean, if he does, he does at this point. I'm I'm (laughs) (laughs) I'm literally drained. I told you all these Philadelphia teams have drained me. I'm saying, like, him... I, I can't wait. That big three with him, Furkan, and uh, Damian Lillard, Furkan, and Joel Embiid is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, they've drained me dry. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you listen listening to Running Back Sports Show, Sports for the Culture. You got Chris Thomas. Your boy, Mark Thompson. And you've been listening to every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Until next time. Peace.